Episode. It is. It is. <laughs> I was very unaware. Christmas <laughs> to you. When I was a child, I wrote a comedy bit that Santa went to jail. Okay. And some woman was accusing him of. I don't remember what it was, but he Santa's retort was, "She's just a ho, ho, ho." Uh huh. Did you like that joke? No. I was a child. I mean, but I'm an adult. I was <laughs> great retort. By the way, Weird Al. Weird Al. <laughs> what was the point of doing that? Because I set up a little soundboard, but I didn't get one of them that needed to be on there because I can't find it on the computer right now. Is it Damon's or something? Yeah, so I'll have oh, to put it in. Oh, what the fuck? Right now. It's Damon's or something. So, welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. I am Michelle. I am Sam. And we are a review podcast, and we like to share uh, media with each other. I like how I always blank right there every time. We like <laughs> to share... Uh, I think you want a better word than media. I think you're always looking for something I, else. I am... Because I, I say typically music, but this is not a music Should we review just start this strictly week. saying we share movies and music with each other? Because that's TV. all it's ever been. No, it's been TV. Oh, that's true. It's We've true. had TV, TV specials. specials. You're right. I, uh, what's the word when you take back what you said? I take back what I said. Good job, Sam. <laughs> so we are a couple of people who like to share things that we like with each other. And uh, review it, talk about it, go over some questions, you know, pick. Fun stuff. We like to pick and prod. We like to talk barely about the thing we're listening That's to. That's not true. That's <laughs> not true at all. In we fact, I think we've gotten a lot better of extras. <laughs> we throw a lot of extras in there. I don't know about that. Because we were very detail-oriented in the beginning as far as being factual oh, and yeah. doing research and, oh, yeah. <laughs> and feeling like we knew what we were talking about. And then it got to a point where we just felt like saying, fuck it. And then now we say, everything we say is bullshit. Don't take us seriously. <laughs> and that's just our, it's just us laying the groundwork and just going as far as we can to say we're responsible for nothing. We say it's on you for <laughs> listening. That's really Pretty much the case with anything. If you get offended, it's your responsibility to walk away. Yeah. Turn this podcast off. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to you, listener. But make sure that you tell your dads and your grandpas about it, because they might like it. Probably Dad. not. We do a lot of 90s That's stuff. Our demographic is dads and grandpas. I don't have any grandfathers Dad anymore. Paws. I never knew any of my grandpas. Neither? None of them. All eight of them. I knew... Both of them, but one not for very long. So I never really knew him. And now when I think about it, removed from having grandparents and not having any of the emotional stuff attached, I know very little from them about them. Same. I just never... I got, I, I got a lot of what was going on currently, but not a lot of like deep stories. Or anything from them. Everything was always just kind of 
told by someone else, I think. You don't know them as a person. You know them as a grandpa. I say more so, yeah. yeah. I say all of my grandparents. I knew more as grandparents and not as people, not as human beings. <laughs> Do you know their names? Yes. What are they? I'll give first names. Okay. My dad's dad was Monty. I was going to say, is one of them Monty? Monty and Naoma. And then my mother's parents were uh, Harold and Beatrice. All great names, if you ask me. I love Harold and Beatrice. Harold, Beatrice, Monty, and Naoma are all (laughs) classic old people grandparent names. Those could have uh, been the names for the grandparents in uh, Willy Wonka. They could have been in a country band. Actually, wasn't one of them called Naoma? No. (laughs) Grandpa Joe. Joe, Josephine... George, George and Georgina, because right, they right. were thinking. <laughs> it's alliteration. Isn't that weird to be like, my name's George, and I found the love of my life. Her name's Georgina. Well, my <laughs> name's Joe. I'm, I'm just assuming a lot of people had those names. Like, they were just such common names. Or was it a time that the man, the man was in such control that he was like, oh, listen up. You take my first and last name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> listen up, Bernice. <laughs> Your name is now Georgina. And we're both just going to lay in the bed like <laughs> sacks of shit. Well, some, I mean, who, that was an unusually large bed. So, oh, yeah. Where'd they get that from? Where'd they get it? How'd they have the money to get a bed that big? They built it from pallets they found in the street. That or they just, bed. maybe they had a really fat grandpa and it was just in the family and he wasn't in it for very down. long. This is when furniture could be handed down. Yeah, because it wasn't built like crap. Yeah. You right. know what my grandpa's names were? No, I honestly don't. I don't either. That's not true. <laughs> that's so true. I know one of them's Robert. Oh yeah, because that's been that's trickled down. But to I every man except n- for you, no fucking clue what's on the other. It might be Robert on the other side. Your it might mom's be two Roberts. Dad? I think it might actually be two Roberts. I think it, I think that does sound kind of familiar. It's Robert and Robert because and my you, dad your mom was just Robert, couldn't get enough. My brother's Robert, and then your nephew is Robert. And then my nephew is Robert. <laughs> That means he's probably going to continue that tradition. Uh, Did uh, you do you know your dad? What his middle name was? His middle name. Uh, hole in his heart. Robert Hole in his heart. Isaac. It didn't seem to leave a hole in your heart losing him. You cold bitch. <laughs> I have no idea what my dad's middle name was. That is crazy. I know what my brother's middle name is. I do too, and it's interesting. Yeah, it's a Canadian superstar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave it there and let people figure it out. We've said it before on here. It rhymes with break. I think it's quake. <laughs> okay, so we reviewed a movie. We or we will. We watched a movie. We're going to be reviewing it. Um Surprise, it's only going to be a 15-minute episode. Sam, go. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. We watched Falling Down. It was fun. Bye, everyone. Woo! Couple of critics. Couple of critics. Yes, we watched 1993's Falling Down, starring of the nation's great Robert Duvall and the one actor I can never remember his name. Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. I could tell you were milking that because for some reason you can't remember. I I always want to say it's Emilio Estevez. And that does not make sense because I have never, in in my childhood, I never wanted to have sex. With Mr. Michael Douglas. You wanted to fuck, uh, what's his name? Emilio Estevez? Michael Douglas? You wanted to fuck, oh wait, you wanted to fuck Emilio? 
Yeah. Oh, or I thought you were talking about Michael D. I want to let him put that puck anywhere in my goal. Oh, is it because of the Mighty Ducks? It was because of a lot of things. Well, first of all, Gordon Bombay had some trouble. That was his character. Oh, in the Mighty Ducks. In the Mighty Ducks. (laughs) Gordon Bombay. His name was Gordon Bombay. Love it. I don't know how you don't remember this. You clearly didn't watch this nearly as much as I I did. I did not. You're right. The only thing I remember about it is that troubled kid who puts the puck up on the end. You don't remember that they'd they'd take their fists and they'd go quack 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 quack. No, but I love it. Yeah, so I actually do have. No, I don't. I don't have Michael Douglas's IMDb yet, but I did look at it, and I realized that with this movie, now that I've seen Falling Down, I've seen a total of five michael douglas movies and that is congratulations and that is it how did you expect it to be more i think so i think just knowing about entertainment from i mean i used to watch the hell out of entertainment tonight because i didn't have you know when i didn't have um cobble cable and that was what i got that was the way oh, yeah, I that was like yeah i think my mom watched that too she still does do, 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 do. oh yep okay i know that fucking sound <laughs> wow that's amazing that you just it's not did that it uh, was such a part of my time spent everything okay over there captain it, this is my computer's trying to restart <laughs> well tell it to not restart as restart i see that you picked some lint out of your belly button it's, i guess so that's, when you do that yeah there are usually little fragments that get stuck in your belly fur. So I can tell when you've been picking. I've been picking. That cop was able to tell when I was picking when I got pulled over and my nose was bleeding. <laughs> and he said, well, why is your nose bleeding? And I go, well, to be honest with you, I was picking it. And then he just goes, all right, slow it down and get out of here. And then two minutes later when I parked, I realized there was a fucking weed bowl Right in the corner of the car. He could have just shined his light up and just seen a glass pipe in the corner. Like, he didn't have to search. It was just right there. Well, he he clearly saw what was going on. He was like, this kid's a fucking idiot. Get out of here. And you have a nosebleed. Like, of course you're driving a little weird. Anyone who has a nosebleed is going to be driving a little weird. That's my new excuse if I ever get pulled over for driving bad. I'm going to be like, sorry, I sneezed. Yeah, I sneezed for the last 17 minutes. (laughs) Just swerving back and forth. I'm having an allergic reaction. Allergic reaction. So, do you think you've seen many Michael Douglas movies? Uh, he's in the game, right? Yes, I've seen the game. I wasn't sure if I've Uh, seen that or not, but I I don't think I have. I think I just know of it. Pretty sure he was in the Mighty Ducks. No, (laughs) he definitely was not. I've seen that. I don't think I have seen many Michael Douglas movies. I think Michael Douglas is in movies that I tend to not want to watch. I th- the same. Like, like I've seen serious the... adult movies that are... Although I love the game. I saw... I, and I don't have it in front of me now, but it was like The War of Roses. Uh, he did that Don't Say a Word movie with Brittany Murphy where she was like, I'll never tell. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And <clears throat> I don't know. There were some others that I've seen. But they're not. I'm just. I've never been a Michael Douglas fan. I've heard good things about this movie. My dad owned it. Your mother owned it. She loves owns it. whatever. 
Um, my dad likes it too. Like I said, people seem to hold it in high regard. Tom Jeffries. So excited about this episode. It, I know that. It's good that I, I'm glad I finally got to see it. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a movie you should see. But I do want to say. Oh, boy. Here we go. The majority of the people in this movie can't act. Including Robert Duvall. Oh, no. And being someone who, okay, 143 acting credits for, on IMDb. For Robbie D? For old Bobby D. And that could be Bobby De Niro, so I need to be spe- specific. they're exactly the same amount of acting credits? Probably not. Bah, bah, bah. But he, he's been in a lot of movies that seem to be considered... Very classics. good. Classics. The Godfather, Godfather movies. One and two. He was in John Q, apparently. I don't know what that is. He was in Gone in 60 Seconds. He was in Deep Impact. Yeah, oh. he's Robert Duvall. He was a fucking star, man. He was in... Shelley Duvall's dad. Is that true? No. <laughs> it, does, it wouldn't make sense time-wise, <laughs> but I just wanted to make sense or ask because he does look old all I, the time. I asked everyone that the first time we watched it, and you guys were like, No. And now I just brought it up and you're like, is that true? Because you caught me off guard. <laughs> that's why. So uh, there's another big one, Apocalypse Now, that I've never seen. Oh. So I've never seen. Is that Michael Douglas? No, that's Charlie Sheen. That's Martin Sheen. Martin that's Sheen. The dad. Sorry. I think that's why I get Michael Douglas and Emilio mixed up because I think of. You think Emilio is Martin when he's younger. I think of Emilio Martin. looks more like Martin. Well, I think of Martin Sheen. I see his face, but I can never remember Martin Sheen's fucking name. So I go to Emilio Estevez because I can remember Emilio Estevez all the time. It's never not in my mind. Always thinking about Emilio. Emilio. You remember that joke from Night at the Roxbury? No, but do you want to actually start talking about this movie officially? Not really. Do you want to listen? You want to watch the trailer? Last time you told me not to. Well, play I it. started watching this trailer earlier, and it's funny how they uh, sort of portray what the main character of Michael Sheen, God, Michael Douglas. Damn you! Uh, his character—they make him seem way more innocent than, as we will talk about, than we think he actually is. So I think it's funny in that regard. Here you go. Oh. oh, Bill Foster is an ordinary man. The game Radar. Radar. Bill he has, Foster. Yeah, this way it not. was said in the movie. I didn't hear Metro that. Rail construction. That's why not. Living in the everyday world. I heard William a lot too. would really help me out. If you give me your address, I'll I shouldn't say a lot. Knowledge. I don't a think it was said man. a lot. Can I help you? Yes, I'd like a, a ham and man. cheese omelet, wham fries. I'm sorry. We stop serving breakfast at 11:30. Who's running out of patience? I guess some change for the phones. A peaceful man. No, it's serious. I have to buy something. No. Who's See, about yeah, to he's not. Yeah, yeah. 85 cent. 85 cent. Doesn't give me enough money for the phone call. Drink. 85 cent. You pay a go. A little too far. He's got an attitude. Yeah, and he scratches his gut funny. He stole your baseball bat, but he paid for the soda. Just standing up for my rights. As a consumer. Oh, this guy's discriminating. What kind of vigilante are you? I'm just trying to get home to my little girl's birthday. Give us your briefcase. If everybody will stay out of my way. Here, He's going to give us a, a plot a summary of the entire movie. Then nobody will get hurt. Warner Brothers presents. Say, would you get off my golf course? I am. The story of an everyday guy. 
who refused. You know what? People complain now that trailers give away everything. They always they have. They always have. They always have, yeah. So we got another case with a bag showing everything that's in like, Hollywood right now and he's heading you know, west. Exciting. I don't know if you've noticed or not, but there's other people waiting to use the phone here. Now, if you go up against this guy, be careful. It's a long fucking Somebody trailer. A, a lot of them are. Most of them are. Michael Douglas. In America, oh, Michael Douglas. Freedom of speech. Come on, I want to be a part of There's definitely a lot of freedom of speech happening in this movie. Robert Duvall. I know who this guy is. In a Joel Schumacher film. What are you doing to the street? Fixing it. What the hell does it look like? See, I don't think anything's wrong with the street. I think you're just trying to justify your inflated budgets. Well, I guess so. I'll give you something to fix. What are you? Hey, Charlie! Oh, that was edited differently. Oh, very much so. Falling down. Maybe even better than the movie. Call it a oh, day. yeah. <laughs> Come on. I'm the bad guy? A tale of urban reality. Love the end. A tale of, of urban, urban reality. reality. So I wanted to touch on something that you. Come on. All right, but I'm before the bad you do, guy. you know that this is of urban reality. Well, I want to touch on the fact that you said that you like how that store owner scratches his stomach weird. I don't think I said I liked it, <laughs> but I thought you did. <laughs> but I did. Who who scratches an itch on their gut? In an eloquent way. I, don't, I mean, I think scratching your gut is just kind of a not... Yeah. Especially when you pull your shirt up. <laughs> I'm not saying I scratch it in an elegant way. It's just funny I that... I don't think there's an elegant way to do that. It's funny that he's doing it in front of the customer. He's just sitting there all like... Oh, he doesn't care. Whatever, buddy. You want it or you want it or not. So... The whole movie is that there's a traffic jam, and I I didn't notice this the first time. I thought that his AC just stopped working, but then I noticed that there, which it's kind of hard to tell because the movie is smoggy because it takes place in California. Yeah, it's L.A. So it's hot, it's smoggy, you can see it in the air. This is like height of smog time, too, you know? It looks gross, and... But you, it looks kind of smoky at parts, but it, it doesn't. So the whole idea is that his vehicle breaks down and that is like the first thing that it broke down. Yeah. Well, from what I saw, I, I looked at a plot summary and the idea is that it broke down because if he just walked away from it, I guess they wouldn't have had to push it. Yeah, off I guess the road so. when he left it. Huh. I always took it that he just fucking lost it and he was like, I just gotta get out of this goddamn car right now. That's that was how I interpreted it the first time, but then after I saw that and I was like, because I did remember seeing uh smoke the first time, but it wasn't made into some big billowy thing. Huh. It wasn't really super emphasized. No, it wasn't at all. You just see that he's irritated, it's hot, huh. he clearly hates kids. Kids are everywhere. He just hate everything is driving him crazy. He's stuck in traffic. <laughs> and he just leaves his car. You interpret it as he hates kids. He hates the bus kids. But he sees that girl in front of him, and, and that's reminded me of the daughter that he wants to get home to. Yeah, but there were kids. Oh, the bus kids were horrible. And no bus driver would let that go on. Those kids are like hanging out of the bus window and screaming and throwing stuff. My bus driver, Donnie Becker. Yeah, I had him for a little bit as well. He would have pointed his middle finger at you and said, sit down. And then he would have ran into a stop sign. 
Yeah, and he was so not good at judging how to turn no, not the bus, considering that his stomach was constantly pressed up against the steering wheel, <laughs> yeah. that he would always misjudge and just always there would be tree branches coming in the windows oh, yeah. when he would turn and you'd end up with leaves on the seat and stuff because it just got stripped off he scraping was stop signs down the entire side of the bus and he does nothing about it he's not like yeah. oh shit he just goes with it and goes whatever and then points at you with that middle finger he's dead by now right when do you think donnie becker died oh for sure you think he died when we were like he died probably it, when we were teenagers or in our early 20s. There's no way he's still alive. He's still kicking. There's He's kicking nothing. <laughs> he's kicking pussy off because the ladies won't stop crowding. Another thing that's Good sentence, Sam. interesting in the things that are irritating them or him is that they keep showing this classic Garfield that's stuck on the inside of a back window. And I don't know why they keep cutting to that Garfield face like Garfield's the one who made him do it. I agree. And it's a classic sharp tooth Garfield where he's got like the diagonal teeth instead of the the rectangle smile. Hmm. Rectangle teeth smile. Yeah, I know what you mean. So the only thing I get there is that he's just sick of an angry Garfield and he wishes that he could get Garfield some lasagna to soothe those emotions. Maybe at the time there that was something that you saw so often that that was uh, a symbol of uh, these fucking people being in a car and it being annoying because you just always see that's just something you see regularly. And it was a station wagon too, so <laughs> add um, that extra in there. Oh, uh, the days. You ever been in a station wagon? The one with the seat that faced backwards? I don't think so, but oh, I think I have been man. in a station wagon. They were great. But I don't remember things. It was wonderful. We used to sit, my mom had one, and it was one of the reverse face seats, and we would just watch people from the back that were driving, mm-hmm. and we would call them a... They do that in other countries. Characters of the U.S., and we'd always be like, look at this guy's face. He's one of the characters of the U.S. That's one thing that I like about watching those 90 Day Fiance type shows is that you do get to see little details in other countries that for some reason they don't tell you about. And their vans and things in other places currently where they still face each other like on a train. Ow. I bet I bet it's a safety thing for the Americans. Like they don't, you know, if you get fucking rear-ended, they don't want you to... <laughs> Just like you get smashed, people just punching each other's heads together. Yeah, or even if you're just in the back, the seat, everything's there to protect you. <laughs> if there's no seat, you're fucking done, man. I don't remember if you had said this, but the idea is that his car basically the whole idea behind this movie is that his car breaks down. Michael Douglas's does, and he won. It's his daughter's birthday, like you said. You said something about his daughter getting to her. I think you may have mentioned that. But no birthday, but yes, mentioned daughter. But yes, it's her birthday. And he basically just needs to find, he needs to get to her and uh, just has some typical life, I don't know, occurrences along the way, I minor suppose. Minor annoyances? Well, at least it starts <laughs> with a minor annoyance. Th- my interpretation from watching the movie is that he is the cause of a lot of his misfortune because he he's reactionary, highly reactionary, and he makes the wrong choice a lot. Most yeah, most of the time, like 
it starts off, you know, his first, uh, what, what do you want to call it? First uh, instance of meeting somebody and the minor annoyance happens. You yeah. Know? Okay. When he meets the guy in the store and he yeah. wants to get the 50 cents. He wants to get change for a dollar just so he can use the phone, which, mm-hmm. by the way, very funny to see uh, pay phone stuff again. It's like, oh, yeah, you used to have to like go and get change to call people. I didn't even think about it, honestly, because it's so... Still in your b- brain? It It's... Yeah, it, it was just what things were. You just saw payphones places. You went to payphones and you called 1-800 numbers because you didn't have to have money for Fuck it. Fuck yeah, Bob, we had a baby, it's a boy. It was, I, it, I still feel like payphones were a strong staple in my adolescence <laughs> and in the media that I would see. Absolutely. So to me, they're not, it's not as weird to see them. It's almost refreshing to see them. I guess. Uh, yeah, it does have like a homey feel. It's li- <laughs> I mean, like, ah, perhaps yeah. it's nostalgia, but. Yeah. Oh, of course. It's got to be. Yeah. But in that one, you know, the guy is being a shit. He's definitely charging in that time way too much for a soda. 83 cents. It was 80. I thought it was 85 cents, but either way, I can't remember what. for a can of Coke. It's fucking crazy. That's what they would charge now with inflation since then. So the fact that in, in 1992. As it was when they were recording it, because they also, in the very beginning, when they panned up like the front of his car and showed him, yeah, there was like his registration information or something. He had a sticker and it said ninety two. Ah, so it was. I mean, released in ninety three. It makes sense. Film ninety two. So it, it was taking place <clears throat> in the whew, early nineties. So it's a crazy price for this. So story. it's definitely an unex. I would say an unacceptable. Amount. <laughs> yeah. But then when they like get into it and he, the guy pulls out the bat and he proceeds to smash everything up and then pretend like he's still the righteous one. And uh-huh. he's just like, you think I'm a thief? It's like, dude, you just caused way more damages now. Like you are stealing. And then at the end, after you pay for the soda and get your 50 cents, you take the guy's bat. Mm-hmm. You so you his, are a thief. You take his protection. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about it that way. Um, yeah. Now if a true what in his mind is a thug, you uh-huh. know, comes in to rob the actual store with a weapon, now that guy's fucked. Well, and yeah, that's a whole part of the movie is that he, whoo, I am yawning. <laughs> <laughs> that he is... He basically, he has to walk through like the ghetto, the gangland, as yeah, they call gangland, it, yeah. to get to where he's going. And really, uh, it looks like his his wife lives in an interesting area that it doesn't look super ritzy. It looks very touristy. She's in Venice Beach, which is a tourist area for sure. It is, but like her house looks run down. Oh, well, Venice can be a shithole, but it's good in the day for people to go to the beach. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> when we went to Venice, we were literally, we went there way too fucking late. We got there, and then we started walking around, and then we noticed there was no longer people that weren't homeless there. And then we started, like, noticing people walking, like, behind us, and then more people started walking behind us, and we were like, okay, turn around now. And we all simultaneously literally went whoop and turned and walked as fast as we could. And fucking you out. just walked right past the people who were following you? Yeah, because I think they... I don't know if they were going to do anything. It was just... As we walked deeper, we were like, this is fucking sketching us out. Mm-hmm. So Venice is known... And Venice was a huge skate thing. And like that was a rough and tough area for the skaters. 
Don't give me that shit. I'm tired. I don't want this to be a, an extremely I long don't care. episode. You have to pretend to be interested. <laughs> I want to say that we did meet Robert Duvall's character in the beginning before all of this happened because he was in this traffic jam a handful of cars behind Michael Douglas's character, I guess. Very conveniently. Because all also convenient, a cop on a motorcycle drives up as soon as he abandons it. And sees that it's abandoned. Like, there's no time for anything to actually register. Everything just happens so fast. And that might be what comes with movies being a little bit shorter. But this is still almost a two-hour long movie. So it's not really long or short. But it's more the idea of how they used to film movies, I guess. Where now it's like, no, you have the freedom to draw out every emotion because yeah. if we're if we want to make this a three and a half hour long movie, we will, no problem. Yeah, and now people are so like, they want the answer to fucking everything. And there was a time in the seventies, eighties, and early nineties where it was like, I don't know, dude, he did it because he did it. Why do you need every fucking answer? Like, it's a goddamn movie. But now you have still to be does like, does happen? That wouldn't happen because um. The wind surface wouldn't be moving at this speed, so they have to pay so much fucking attention to shit like that. But I just wanted to bring up, you brought up the ganglion thing, right? Yeah, but I wanted to say oh, that Robert, Robert Duvall. Duvall does, he conveniently walks up, he's like, I'm a cop, it's my last day. And he suggests that they move the car, that they just push it off, because the cop's like, you have any idea how long it's going to take for a tow truck to get this? And he has the bright idea, so that's why I was under the impression that he wasn't such a dud. That he's a cop retiring because he is immediately kind of seen as a guy who takes charge. Yeah. In the beginning. But but even that cop is giving him weird. attitude like, who's this fucking dud telling me what to do? Maybe because he's an old guy. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But he's right. Like, the guy, what does that cop say? Like, it's too dangerous to push. There's steel and rubber moving at us past us at high rates. And then he looks around, nothing's fucking And moving. everyone's parked, but what's interesting is when you see Michael Douglas later walking away from the interstate area, cars are rushing past behind him. Oh, on the other side, though, right? Is that what it is? I think it is. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't even know I don't what think you're so, talking about. Because he just ran to the right. Anyway, I just thought that Robert Duvall seemed a little nosy. He's a cop. They're all fucking nosy, it's man. True. They are. And speaking <laughs> of cops, there is a co-worker who is more of a young guns type guy. And he is in the office and he drives me crazy. Oh, are you talking about the guy that I do the impression of as Thurston Howell the Third from Gilligan's Island? He's a prick. <laughs> he is like cocky. His hair looks like a prick. And it's real... Almost bouffant style. Yes. It's ridiculous. Like that greasy car salesman look. But not, I wouldn't say that because it has a lot of body. Slick back, greasy car salesman makes me think of someone who has. Like who takes, straight back? Yeah, who takes a comb out to constantly <laughs> make sure their hair is perfectly slicked back. It's disgusting. Don't do that. Do do that. Do do, do do that do do not do that please you just wanted to bring up that cop you didn't like <laughs> well he is someone who comes up throughout because i think he is robert duvall's character seems is that chick his partner because it seems like the that, lady cop is the prick cop's partner yeah that chick was partners with robbie duvall's 
before he got put to the desk. Put on the desk. Permanently. At the desk. Or was like, you know, retirement's coming. And then they're departnered, and then she's got to work with the new partner. Which is weird because he's. Re- we find out that Robert Duvall, he gets a call from his wife, and she's a fucking weird Oh, she's a nut bar. She is super unstable. And we find out that they had uh, an infant, not really an infant, a like two year old, a toddler, who just went to sleep and didn't wake up. And she seems to be extremely haunted by it. And and he, he you never know how much time has actually gone by. Yeah. But it is he does say it's been a while. Yeah. But he is like his character is overly consoling and just super like positive and I'll take care of it and everything's fine. And hey, he's like a good guy. But it's it's it I feel like it's really laid on thick because For sure. she is uh, th- there's just no real explanation as to why she's acting as extreme as she is. And he's, he's going, he, he basically has to go that extreme in a nice way to make her feel good that he takes a snow globe and starts singing a song to her mm-hmm. on the phone to calm her down. She's a grown ass woman. He's retired. Say, he treats her like she's mentally like arrested. Like she stopped or or like, like went backwards when like, their daughter died like he talks to her like uh you know she has down syndrome almost <laughs> like he got to go to a child's level he talks to her like he's taking care through. of her i feel like the kid died like 15 years prior it's, that's the time that it feels like it's yeah it's definitely been a while they're way too old but she for some reason is still and I'm not saying you wouldn't be affected, but she's affected as if it happened six months prior. And, t- yeah, she definitely is. And later, uh, uh, Robertson Duvall's, uh, he's like, look, all she had was beauty, and then she lost her beauty, and now she doesn't know what to do in life. And it's like, okay, I get it. Yeah, she didn't do anything with her life. Now she's looking back on it. That's also rude as hell. really fucking crazy, like... She shouldn't be screaming at you about skinless chicken because uh, because she decided I'm not going to do anything with my life. Well, the whole idea is that she just wants him to come home early because he's going to retire and they're going to move. Yeah. And she was a wreck and he put in, pretty much just had to put her back in place so she could, you know, get to packing, get things ready. It's his last day. He's going to retire. And she... Just, you know, get your shit together, woman. We got stuff to do. Yeah, but he did it in that kind way. Yeah, he was super I want to lay, lay that in hard again because of the way he does it later. <laughs> so after we uh, have the ordeal where Michael Douglas or William or Bill in the movie. Or defense, he, which is how he's credited in the movie. <laughs> he has his soda, he has his bat, and he has his briefcase because he does walk around with a briefcase in a lot of the movie. Yeah, yeah, he's got one of those skinny like businessman mm-hmm. briefcases. And he he's been walking around, he has a big asshole in his shoe. So, he decides he's going to just take a break on the on just like on, I don't even know what you would call those. Just like <laughs> abandoned big pieces of concrete yeah. from construction sites yeah, or something. It looked like you know sewage spots where they got to go in and get like sewage access, okay. and it looks like a rundown one of those. But I got to talk about this hole in the shoe for a minute. 
That hole in the shoe is immense. It's huge. It has been going on for months. Mm -hmm. And he has let it get to that point. Furthering your uh, comment of he makes the wrong decisions. Yeah. It's his fault. And then he gets pissed at everyone else. Yeah. And And then, by the way, during the store thing, he brought up his first little racial thing, which I meant to bring up when he's like, you come here to do business and you don't even have the decency to learn my language. And that was like, I was like, I even said on the last episode, like, get ready for racial uh, weirdness. That was the first one where it was like, whoa, buddy. He he started (laughs) and then he started going in on Korea and which is insane when people treat. And I, I mean, I'm not saying you can't put a you can't blanket statement in either direction. But there are so many people who come to this country from other countries who are doctors or who are like super <laughs> successful or super hardworking, which is why when they always raid for like illegal uh, Mexicans and shit, they're raiding factories because they're working. They're working. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yeah, it's just that idea, I guess. But uh, to go back to where we were, to go back to the shoe, I also think that him walking around was making the hole grow bigger. Oh, yeah. Because I don't think he necessarily yeah. did a lot of walking. I think he just didn't do a lot of maintenance. And I think that it's mentally as well, because it's not just a guy having a hard day that just snaps at people. He is clearly there's mental instability and there. And they strengthen that theory throughout the whole movie. And because we do start finding out that, like, you know, he acts like he needs to get home to his wife and daughter. And then you find out, well, it's actually his ex-wife. Yep. And you find out, you know. It's not a good relationship. He's not even allowed to see the kid. He hasn't been able to see the kid in a while. And, uh, God, what else was I going to say? I don't know. I don't know either. I think you, you were alluding that the hole in his shoe was the hole in his mind. (laughs) <laughs> and that he's clearly unstable. Yeah, there's more. Maybe but violent tendencies, remember. which I think is an interesting thing Ooh. in this movie. That like, because you know, she, if later in the movie the cops get called, you know, and she's explaining like why why she thinks this guy is could, it could be a problem, and they ask, has he struck the daughter? And she says no. Has he struck you? And she's like, well, no, but I think he could. So it, it's a very interesting like story to try and tell of like that. <laughs> the, the Clarence fart is killing you. It's the second time this has happened. It happened <laughs> earlier when I was working and I had to make her... Well, it's really bad then? It's it's not as bad as it's been, but she gets so relaxed <laughs> laying next to me. And for some reason, when she wants to lay next to you, she wants to like put her ass against you. <laughs> you know what this is. And then she gets comfortable and falls asleep and then just stuff slips out. And it's terrible. <laughs> So a lot of the time she is right by us when we're doing this podcast and sometimes stuff slips out and that dog, she takes human sized shits. So imagine what her farts are like. They're fucking awful. Anyway. Mental instability. Talking about how things he's slipping and it seems like it's been happening for a while because his interpretation of life of of what is current is not actually current. Yeah, no. Yeah, he's like start. Not only was he sh- he's like a strict guy, you could tell. He's regimented. Mm-hmm. That fucking haircut is horrible. Yeah, yeah, but reality, like you said, is like slipping. Where you know that that facade of no, 
No, you're my wife. Mm-hmm. You're my wife. You're my wife. I'm coming home. Yeah. And you don't live and here. And that would be fucking terrifying as a spouse. Like, yeah. Oh. What? And then we find out that what I this is what I was forgetting. We find out after that because his, and his wife is played by or ex-wife is played by Barbara Hershey. She's acted and stuff. She was bigger in like the 80s and 90s and stuff. I know her from Beaches, which is a movie she did with Bette Midler. Barbara Hershey, they're coming to get you, Barbara Hershey. But she, we find out when he talks to her that she seems freaked out So because she does call the cops and she does have them come and fill out a report Yeah, because she had a restraining order. He shouldn't be contacting her at all, which is why, which we didn't say, he actually called her in the beginning of the first time uh, and didn't say anything. He wasted his money, which is why he needed to go get more yeah, change yeah. by breaking a dollar for a soda that he eventually got for the 50 cents he thought it was worth after ruining half of a man's belongings. So right back to a wrong decision made by him. Like, yeah. You should have called in the first place. So he definitely has had the hole in his shoe for a while, but he pulls he sits over to the side on top of this concrete block and he is putting, I would say about a three ply newspaper, like a newspaper folded maybe with like three layers between his foot and the shoe to protect it from the hole. That's not going to do anything. A newspaper is going to very quickly deteriorate deteriorate especially when you're sweating it because it's the hot it's a really fucking hot it's day super everybody's hot day. so goddamn sweaty in this movie so his feet are gonna be sweating uh, you know what i what problem i have about that and i made a goddamn note about it <laughs> the sweat most people so everyone in this movie is drenched in sweat <laughs> they're all moist. everyone but most of the people in the movie are not dressed for the temperatures. Almost everyone has long sleeves <laughs> and or pants. Yeah, the Asian, the Korean guy, he's decked out in full long sleeve pants and shit. The cop lady, she has a button up. <laughs> she she just like rolled her sleeves yeah. up a little bit. But yeah. almost everyone is wearing long sleeves and pants on in the middle of summer <laughs> robert which, duvall's got a full suit on <laughs> which i mean he's a cop so i yeah, mean he it makes so. sense that he would have a suit on because he's gonna be in an office i say everybody takes the lieutenant dangle route and they put those shorty shorts on <laughs> i agree i want to see what everyone has to offer i mean if, if you have to go through a police academy and go through physical training you, yeah. you're supposed to run like why wouldn't you get those babies in shape and show off what you got so people yeah. know not to run from you. Let's get those glutes working, baby. I'm like, I don't want those dangle legs running after me. <laughs> so, yeah, it really bothered me both times that I watched it that no one was dressed for the weather. <laughs> Everyone was dressed for an entirely different and, season and nobody, for some reason. Nobody had air conditioning. <laughs> and no one could fucking act. It was weird. <laughs> Which I can't say that about absolutely everyone, but I will say I can count fewer than five characters who weren't bad at acting in the entire movie. Uh, I can. Uh, here's the ones that I think that weren't bad. We got Michael Douglas. Okay. I think the the partner. Yeah. I think she was good. Yeah, I don't have any complaints about her. Uh. Okay. I can add the 
the lady working at Whammy Burger and the manager that comes out. Yeah, those they're good character actors. They did exactly what they they're supposed to They did what they needed do. to do, and they didn't seem like they went too far or not far enough. The worst acting was from some of the people that were getting ready to meet, in my opinion. Was anybody that was of like Dominican or Hispanic descent. Yeah, they they all, were some of the worst. Yeah, there was a detective interrogating someone. Oh, oh I didn't even think about the and detective. He was awful. Yeah, he was terrible. And uh, hey, watch it get out of my case. So these guys come up to Michael Douglas when he is sitting on this concrete block, and they're clearly gang guys. They follow him up the, up a oh, hill yeah. and sit down. B- and it's, but it seems like he's been there for a little bit, so they took their time. They're like Hispanic gang guys. They got the classic like button up. Yeah, they're shirt like just Southern on the top button. California, like yeah, Mexican, yeah, yeah, American, Chicano, whatever. I guess. Yeah, Chicanos. There you go. They but people that are like, "Hey, Holmes, what you doing on our turf?" Stuff like that. Uh, yeah, and they're just like, <laughs> "What are you doing here?" And it's acted that well. He's like, "I'm just sitting here and." Uh, I'm just taking a break. You don't own this because they're, they're like, this is our turf. You need to go. And he's like, okay, I'll leave. And they're like, well, you have to pay a toll, essentially. Yeah, they're being real dicks. And I've been watching, and I go through phases basically when I see what's available, but I have come to really enjoy jail-type shows. Yes, you have, and I definitely have not sat in and watched them and made you play extra episodes either. <laughs> before <laughs> before this podcast, you mean, yes. which is why we're we doing this later. S- we didn't stall this an extra 45 minutes so that we could watch another episode. Yeah, so, <laughs> fuck, what was I going to say? We were talking about the Mexican gang members. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck. I don't know. We go on such tangents and we both interrupt each other all the time <laughs> because we think we always have something that's so funny. And then you're better at getting... Uh, t- a lot of times I do come back and sometimes I just completely lose it because it's all so late. But I did say that I've been watching a lot of jail shows and... don't remember where it was supposed to go. But anyway, these fucking... Oh, yeah, it, it was the idea of... People being like, you need to follow these rules that I'm putting in place, which is oh, like what these yeah. gang guys are doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 they're, they're and these being the things. block boss, but out in the streets. And it's like, you wouldn't have all of this conflict if you just fucking chilled out and stopped creating problems. Oh, yeah. So many people create problems that they don't need to. Like, let's go fuck with this guy. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand that mentality, I guess. I have said for a long time now that if. Dudes in jail, or when I'm assuming women too, uh, but I've only been in jail with guys. If everyone just fucking chilled out and didn't have this huge ego and had to be like, feel like you had to be in charge or had to be like, you know, watch your back kind of shit. And if everybody was just, hey, let's just make this as easy as possible and let's just hang out. It would be so fucking e- much easier. I think ego is a lot to do with it. It is. And it's a huge. lot of times people call it pride. When oh, it's fuck that. when it's really ego, it's it's. Uh, f- f- I hate, I hate pride. <laughs> I hate pride of any fucking type. I hate pride you're of your nationality. You're not supposed to be. It says that in the Bible. I fucking hate it. That hate, you're not uh, supposed to be like that. So so uh, many people 
who are, you know, God-fearing Americans. I'm proud of this. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of And it's like, dude. And it's like that in jail, like you said, out of jail everywhere. Ego is what drives wedges between people. <laughs> yeah. And it's because ego makes people think they fucking know everything. They think that they're a boss. Oh, yeah. Block boss. Like, this is my territory. You need to go. I'm in charge. I'm the one. I'm the judge, jury, and executioner, which is fucking silly. Everyone just just walk away from each other. I I do not. But then once you get that taste of power, Michelle. And it it just made me think of it because I, I watch a lot of these jail stuff and then we watched that movie and there's a lot of like kind of gang member mentality because they talk about oh, gangland get the gang member mentality it's 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 hand in hand with jail and i fucking hate it i really hate well i mean jail seems to be a place where a lot of people feel like they need to click up oh yeah for your own protection so it does seem the time it, it's it's it has like a similarity to the gang mentality whether you're in a gang or not yep because you have to like belong to a team yep. or well, i don't remember what they say but you just have to like pick a side and follow the rules. Yeah, my cousin who was always in prison, he joined a uh, a gang in prison that has no like they don't believe any like certain religious beliefs or that like it's not like racially involved. It's yeah. they literally call them themselves like the mama's boys or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's literally dudes that like don't want any affiliation with like violence or anything. They're literally just ganging up to protect each other. They don't go out and fuck with anybody, mm-hmm. but if they need to protect one another, they will. Just to have like power and numbers, because a lot of times people yeah. won't fuck with you yeah. when they see such big numbers. They'll just stand down. Yeah, or they'll even respect you more and just leave you alone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, for him, it's like, as a white dude, it's like, you either... <laughs> in prison, unfortunately, you either join up with the fucking skinheads... Ugh. Or you're yeah. alone and you're potentially picked on and by you're a target. everyone. Yeah. yeah. So to have that other gang where it's like, look, we're not racially involved. We just want this to go easy and just protect each other. That would be the gang that I would go into <laughs> because I think I would be, I'd be a loner. Yeah. Both times, I'd be, the first time I was in jail was horrible at first. People wanted to kick my ass. I would have a hard time wanting to be friendly with people. Especially in a situation like that, it seems worse than high school because you at least <laughs> are only at high school for so many hours yeah. and then you leave. Yeah, you pretty much have to be cool. and like You can't be nosy and like, hey, can I be your friend? Can I be your friend? But you also can't be like, hey, leave me alone. Like If someone asks you something, you just got to be like, hey, buddy, how you doing? I would be nice to people, but I certainly that's wouldn't be trick. up people's ass and that's be like, trick. hey, blah, blah, blah. You might do good then. But, that's the trick. That's the idea. And it's probably just from watching these shows is that <laughs> you're training yourself. <laughs> maybe. But it's it's better to have someone approach you than you approaching other people because they don't trust that. Like yeah. It's like they're like cats. They need to get your scent before they feel oof. like if they can go up to you or not. Did you just yeah. oof that? I was thinking about inmates getting my scent. Oh. <laughs> so they did, uh, you know, they wanted a toll. <clears throat> Excuse me. They said you have to pay a toll if you're going to leave. Toll homes. And shit like that. He, yeah, exactly. And he is told that they want his briefcase. Yeah. So he's like, okay, I'll get it for you. And he has that bat still, the protection. That bat is wild. It's small. It's, like it's like short, short, but fat. Mm-hmm. It's like a short and fat dick, I guess. I was going to say a desirable a penis, as <laughs> some people say. A chode? 
I thought a chode was like a gooch. Like I a think, taint. I thought that too, but I think they changed what it means. I think a chode is now a short, fat cock. Huh. There you go. Interesting. There you go. Hmm. I learned something new. There you go. But it's not, you don't, I mean, I may not have learned something new. It couldn't, it could just not be true is what I'm saying. You could have given me false information. Okay. I know I'm right. I look at pictures of jokes. Okay. That works. So he beats the hell out of those guys with that baseball bat. Yeah, kind (laughs) of. Yeah, that's true. I I mean, if you get one clock in the fucking head with that thing. Yeah, you are the done. first guy he did clock pretty good. It seemed. I think the first guy he clocked in the arm really good, and then the second guy he clocks in the head that falls down the stairs, and you don't see him actually hit him in the head. I thought I didn't know he actually got him in the head. I thought he got him like in the ribs or something. I don't. But then know he fell down concrete stairs. So yeah, there's there's no way of knowing. But the first guy takes off, and then the second guy kind of lingers a little bit. And he's he, going to come back and try for more. And he's just like, clear a path and just throws <laughs> yeah, yeah. the bat at him. I can't say aimlessly, but you uh, definitely he just, hear it he hit the just road. Wings it. And I, oh, the, when I saw that, I was immediately like, that was your protection. Why would you just chuck that? Yeah. But they, the guy uh, pulled a knife on him initially, which is what made him really lose his shit. Oh, yeah. So when he hit him with the baseball bat, that's yes, the baseball bat. It fell to the ground, and he picked it up. And he he doesn't need a ball baseball bat anymore because he has a little pocket knife. No, and that brings it to this point that this movie is like a video game where he just keeps upgrading weapons throughout this whole movie. It's true. Yeah. And he he was like, "I'm not a thief. You think I'm a thief?" And it's like, "Well, you technically are when it comes to weapons." Yeah, you definitely definitely And are. even though you did technically pay for that soda, you didn't pay what it was priced, so you did kind of steal that a little bit too. Yeah. Especially by breaking everything up oh, and yeah. not paying for any of that. Um, but we see, I mean, I guess a little bit of time has gone by because we now see these guys, these like gang guys in a car and they are like bloodied. They've been fucked up by him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we need to blah, like, we got to hunt him down. Their pride has been hurt. The yeah. pride has been hurt. They just got taken out by a white dude, a fucking nerdy white dude. Mind that, mind guy. you, yeah. a nerdy middle-aged white dude this is this guy should have been easy prey yeah he i figured out he was like 48 when he filmed this yeah and michael excuse me michael douglas is like 79 or something now like he's almost 80 yeah wow 80 Mm -hmm. getting that throat cancer um (laughs) i don't think he got i'm gonna say it halfway through this fucking movie out of nowhere a cold sore shows up on old Mike Douglas's lip. So he can pretend all that he wants that that HPV from his wife's vagina caused that throat cancer, but it looks like he had HPV before. <laughs> Catherine Zeta-Jones. <laughs> so I think that he, because it's never explained, he wasn't ever hit in the face. He clearly just has like a cold sore on his lip. Stress. That makes sense, but that's not what it looks Stress like. Stress and HPV. <laughs> it's HPV. <laughs> or HIV, I don't know. But <clears throat> they, uh, he walks to use another, like he walks, Mike, Mikey Douglas, Willie Billy. 
Yeah, he's back on his feet now. He's back he on his feet. He kicked the shit out of those dudes, and now he's got to make his way And home. he's making another phone call. And it, he gets mean, as he seems to do when he talks to his ex. Yeah, yeah this is the first, like, inclinate, like, the... Because f- he didn't get a hold of her yet. This is the first phone call that he actually got a hold of her. Well, no, that he talked. Yeah. Because she's like, I know it's you. Stop it with the bullshit. Cause, so that's what... And then he's like, yeah, it's me. Yeah, that's it. that is when he... But this is like the first spoke. like sign that we get that, oh, maybe he was unhinged yeah. before this. Maybe she has a reason to not be happy yeah. that he's calling. Because he gets that scary tone. You know how guys mm-hmm. or anybody can get that scary tone where it turns and you're like, this guy could do something. You mean when their pride's been hurt? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Uh, and that's what it seems like because he clearly didn't want to get divorced. That was all on oh, her. Yeah, so yeah. he wasn't in charge of any of that and he wasn't happy about oh, it. Oh, that's a good point. He lost his power role and he's probably a traditional male. So it's like, he was this bitch that's supposed to do dishes and cook food. He telling was, me this is over. Well, because, and you see that a little bit later when he is in the home and he is watching that video from his daughter's birthday when yeah. she was young yeah. and the daughter is like screaming and he's like, put her on the horse that I bought. And she <laughs> does just, he say that I bought? No, but it's oh. clearly, it's a oh, gift okay. from him. Okay. So he's just like, put her on it. And she's like, like the baby's like screaming and doesn't want to be put on this yeah. bouncy horse. And she's like, I don't think so. And like, like she doesn't want it and puts him, puts her down. And then he's like, put her on the, like, and he flips out. Yeah. It's that scary tone. So he has had, and she looked at him with like, like almost like a deer in headlights, like kind of afraid, like you stop that now. That like battered wife look too. Yeah. So it's clear that forever he has been domineering, domineering. And yeah, like I, I really think I do think that there was a part of a pride that was hurt for sure. When, when she was just like, no, because, <clears throat> uh, which which is interesting because he's so in this mental thing, which I think is interesting, that when the these uh, guys who are in the car all of a sudden see him on the side of the road on a payphone, they oh, decide yeah, they're the, going to do a drive-by yeah. shooting. It is the gangsters that he's already beaten up with two more gangsters and a woman, the girlfriend. The girlfriend. Who's a fucking horrible actress. She's awful. This is the worst of the like bad Chicano luck. Come on, man. I don't know what you're doing. Oh, she, this thing. Yeah, she's really terrible. And then they do that bit where they're like... Because there's like little comedy bits every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, because she's like, I want you to go to the yeah, hospital. hospital. And they're like, shut up. And they do it. Like synchronized. Synchronized. It's got yeah. these weird little injections of comedy every like it's, once in a while. Well, I think it's, and it wasn't funny. <laughs> it's technically supposed to be a dark comedy. And I think that those were supposed to be the more lighthearted moments. But I never felt anything bad for those people or anything. No. Because they attacked him for no reason. They yeah. were dicks. So I didn't feel bad. But they do a drive-by shooting, and all these like people, these bystanders, get shot. There's all and, sorts of innocent bystanders. And there's one that you have brought up both times that you love. <laughs> this, this lady in a yellow dress grabs her right butt cheek and like puts her head up towards the sky, so she definitely got shot right in the ass. Right in the ass. <laughs> and he, I did like this part. He doesn't flinch. Oh, no. Oh, it was great. He is so where he is mentally. And so irate and Checked mad that from he, reality yeah, that he is being rejected on his daughter's birthday when he all he wants to do is come home and see her. Uh, he probably almost still well. He probably already welcomes the bullet at this point. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. but he didn't flinch at all. Everyone else is ducking, getting shot, and he's still just 
Like he doesn't even turn around. No, he's just still not facing until forward. They, not until they uh, leave, because they they like they go around a corner basically, and immediately wreck. They it, oh it, boy, it, it's like they played chicken with another car. Yeah. Oh my God! You know what that reminded me of? That horrible song. Huh. I've ever heard the song. I play chicken with the train, train chicken with the train. It's horrible. I knew that was but coming. Yeah, it's hilarious because you know this is obviously a low budget film. There's no like real crazy special effects. Yeah. So any other movie would have shown the car wreck. Yeah. There's no actual but action. All this does is like crazy, like like a uh, panning shots of frame. and zoom in shots, and you hear the car go. <laughs> and everybody's the- like. Whoa! So the car that they were driving is now on top of another car. The front is smashed in. The tires are all smashed. Yeah. There are two fatalities in the car. There's three. No, the one guy's still alive, right? There was four guys in the car. Okay, three guys in the car are dead. And then the main guy who pulled a knife on him is conveniently hanging out of the car he's bloodied he's dazed he's immobilized yeah he hit his head on the concrete his three friends are covered in blood for some reason this wreck would not have killed anyone this wreck would have merely given someone maybe a neck injury maybe and that's not necessarily true because i've read that and you should know this sam you work with uh that's why i'm saying body it. stuff is i've that, seen way worse wrecks than this and nobody got hurt <laughs> but i think it's that you don't have to be driving super fast to total your car oh i know that but these men were mutilated uh, they were driving fast and the guy was like, go. he was just like driving recklessly and like, uh, I and like get it. going in circles that- and shit. And I, and I, it looks like there were clearly people who like went through the windshield and stuff cause they didn't have, it was an old car, so they didn't have any protection. <laughs> I'm sure none of them were wearing seatbelts. Fuck no, you can't so have a seatbelt while you they drive by. They probably him? all hit their heads on the windows. I call bullshit on it still. <laughs> And uh, old Mikey D comes right up, and he's not happy. Uh, and he takes their guns. He is almost kind of happy. He's kind of laughing. Yeah, I. It's kind of true. But he takes. Uh, I mean, he's not happy that they were clearly trying to shoot him. Oh no! Is but what he's I happy that they fucked up. So he grabs a duffel bag of guns that they have. It's <laughs> yeah, a whole duffel. Bag. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> And he uh, shoots the guy in the leg because he gets mouthy with him and just fucking walks away like nothing oh, that happened. Part, that part. I love that part because he's like, what is he like? You missed. And then he picks up the gun and shoots at him and he goes, huh, I missed too. And then he gets closer and aims again and then shoots him in the leg. I guess I missed that part. And then he goes, oh, that's the point. <laughs> like he's teaching himself currently and has no like thought of like any cops coming you hear sirens there's never really remorse or anything no it is remorse. it is like huh he does have a lot of those moments where it does seem like he's just learning new things uh, yeah as he, he goes just, along and as he's walking away he's not even looking at anybody and everybody's just like People what the like, fuck and they part the sea basically yeah, so they can leave backing away and staring at him and he is just walking away <laughs> nonchalantly like nothing happened then part of me thought were some of these people like well, good. Those people terrorized our fucking neighborhood. Did they almost see this guy as a hero? Maybe. Maybe that's why they didn't stop him. Maybe. Because he didn't cause the car crash. He technically had he nothing to do the with car it. Crash. They don't even technically know that he caused was the reason the drive-by happened. 
Nobody would know that unless no one would until have they it. see him walk up and talk to him All and he maybe did figure that out. Was shot a guy in the leg to pretty much keep him down. Yeah. Uh, so that is a good point. That probably is why, because you do, I mean, someone called the cops because they just did a drive-by shooting. So you can yeah. hear sire, sirens oh, yeah. in the background, sirens, but yes. he is just walking away and yeah, nobody even flinches. No, but I think this, he's got his duffel bag of guns. He's upgraded weapons once again. And he decides that after all of this hard work. And all of these, you know, cold sores he's sporting, he gets a little hungry. Yeah. Well, I think we should take a break before we get. I think we should too. Cool. But he, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm getting us ready for the next destination. Great. But he decides that he, it's time to take care of his hunger. He's got a rumble in his tummy because all this has taken a quite a toll on his body. Yeah. All right, Michelle, we're gonna listen to whatever fuck this is. It's like the songs I leave behind me. This is Robert Duvall singing Live Forever from Crazy Heart, original motion picture soundtrack. That was a movie he did with Jeff Bridges. Don't let the darkness take him. Well, there you go. We'll be back. Get ready, (laughs) Ann. And when this old world has blown us under, boo, and all the stars fall from the sky, just remember someone really loves you. We'll live together forever, both you and I. I'm going to live forever. I'm going to cross that river. I'm going to live forever now. Okay, we're back. Is this another Robert Duvall song? No. This is a song just called Falling Down. But it's by a person whom I have complained to you about. His name is Ghost Maine. Oh. Okay. But so far, it's nothing like what I've heard Ghost Main be like. So I'm going to go over it. Look at this song just sucks in general, right? It does. Welcome back to the podcast. (laughs) We are reviewing Falling Down, the movie. The 1993 Joel Schumacher film, which, by the way, Joel Schumacher made everyone's favorite Batman movies. So I I do have Joel Schumacher's IMDb up because I did want to make a few comments here. Please do. It looks like, in my personal opinion, Joel Schumacher has done... He's known for doing a lot of good stuff. And I feel like that's mostly because of like this movie and Flatliners, which I've never seen. And he did, like, St. Elmo's Fire and The Lost Boys. And, st- like, those are considered, like, 80s, big 80s movies, especially to people of that age. Um he also recorded the Kiss from a Rose music video for oh, Seal. Oh, really? But since you did mention <laughs> it, he did what huh. he, he did Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. And I know that those are two that can be you can talk a lot of shit about those. I've only seen one of them, which is Batman Forever. But he did that's the thing. These are sandwiched with movies of his that I have seen that I think are very good, which he did The Client, then Batman Forever then A Time to Kill, then Batman and Robin. So he had two great movies mixed in with some duds. Maybe he's just better not doing blockbuster-type movies, big-budget shit like that. I'll say this. If at the time the Batman movies wanted to be what they want to be now, he probably could have done that. I think at that time. Mm-hmm. 
That's just where the Batman movies lended themselves towards. And yeah, people didn't like bat nipples, but whatever. That's what it is that people hate the most about him. I think it's the George Clooney Batman that's got nipples on it, on the chest piece. Yeah, it is, I think. Yeah. It is, I think. Uh, Joel Schumacher did die this year. Oh, he did? He died in June. Do you know how old he was? He was 80. It's not bad. No, he lived a good life, I would say. Oh my God, somebody was talking today, they were like, this this lady, she's 106 years old, she's she's in the hospital, she's not going to make it, they brought the... They brought the preacher in. It's so sad. No, and it's I, not. And I went, is it? <laughs> she lived longer than a lot of people. Years old. Yeah, she's seen more than a lot of people. She's probably tired. That's what I said. I was like, what? do we know if she was sitting there like, kill me. Kill me. Well, it seems like a lot of people who, keep, I mean, when they're like that, they've been kind of healthy to an extent their whole life but i've also heard yeah. of people being over 100 and being like i smoke cigarettes and drink dr pepper every day <laughs> yeah, absolutely <laughs> so who knows anyway let's get back, back the to the let's get back to this movie falling down yes i would say i as someone who had never seen this movie but as someone who enjoys watch mojo lists and compilations i i am familiar with at least the idea of the whammy burger scene because we have left off with uh some ass kicking just happened there was a car wreck after a drive-by shooting and all of a sudden uh there's a duffel bag full of guns that have been acquired a gangster has been shot in the leg and he has walked off scot-free and decides i want some breakfast it's 11 30 i want breakfast he's been up for a while so it's weird that he wanted breakfast 11 30 i thought it was 10 30 it was 11 they said 11 and when it showed his clock i'm pretty sure it was 11 but they say so he goes in and he asks that's a long time to be serving breakfast i think so too and he asks <laughs> for a ham and cheese and they're like we don't ser- we're not serving breakfast like i can't i can't help you and he looks at his clock and it, it's literally like three minutes past yeah but I swear they said we stopped serving breakfast at 1130. Uh, <clears throat> My favorite thing when you hear is when he orders it and he orders a womlet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just fucking restaurants that make it change the name. Yeah. <laughs> and it is. McNuggets. It is interesting to see him have these moments where he does. I mean, he didn't really like flip out, but you see him being unstable. And then it cuts to him just being like. I'd like a womlet or whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, like back to normal society. Yeah. While he's carrying around a duffel bag full of guns that no one Full knows. of high, intense, like, machinery of and, death. <laughs> and it's a blonde lady, which is weird because they really emphasize this gangland and that it's like the ghetto uh, and that he has entered the ghetto because he's being tracked also by Robert Duvall, who they're like following these these events that have been happening in town. They don't know that it's all the same person yet, but they've been following. Oh, the rest of the cops don't, but Bobby Duvall keeps being like, he he has a hunch. I have an intuition. Because I was there and helped push the car, so I swear (laughs) it's this guy. And uh, he, he asks for the manager, which I think that it's a, it's a blonde girl, white chick, very blonde, like typical 90s girl who's just like what do you like what can i help you with like sort of oh yeah yeah and uh but she's fine like 
you're not supposed to necessarily like her, but I think she serves her purpose well. And then the guy, I don't know his name, but I feel like I've seen him in quite a few things around that time frame. Walks out as the manager and he's just like, a sh- you know, reiterates the time frame and uh, he kind of loses his shit a little bit. Yeah, I don't know who that guy is either. The with the the teeth that comes out as the manager, the gap in his but that, teeth. That guy is like a he's one of those you know a character actor that's just everything he's done. You're always like, yeah, that guy was good. In I it. think he was in Oh Brother Where Art Thou. I could be wrong though. Brent Hinckley. Let me look at old Brent Hinckley. He was in Silence of the Lambs. Okay. Brent Hinckley. Maybe he wasn't in No Brother Rock, though, but I'm not quite there yet. Oh, shit. He has 82 acting credits. He's been in quite a Yeah, he's one of those of guys that's just like constantly works, but nobody knows his name. It's just a fucking workhorse. It looks a like a good that. actor. You don't get lost in the moment with him. He wasn't in an episode of Home Improvement. He, I'm sure he was. I can see him being a TV sitcom guy. He was. He was in. It looks like he did a lot of guest spots on a ton of movies. He was in a movie called Switchback, which I know because of my dad. Switchback. Danny Glover in it. And uh, Danny Gloves. The, oh, yeah. And Dennis Quaid. I think that's Danny the Quaid? one that also has Jared Leto. It's like a train and it's winter. Jerry Letts. <sighs> I like what you're doing, Sam. It's good. Thank you. He was in Falling Down. He was Rick at the Whammy Burger. So, yeah. Rick at the Whammy Burger. So, Brent Hinckley. It, just a great, just a good character actor. It, he's it's it's funny that he's in a movie with such bad acting that he can be a highlight of acting <laughs> in the movie. But it's funny. I because don't think he was a bad actor. That's the thing. I thought no, he did. No, fine. I'm saying he is a highlight. Like, oh, oh, out of the. It's bad funny actors, that out of out not like even that. that. I'm saying like it's such a small role. At, at the end of the movie, it. I'm not necessarily thinking that should have been the role that stuck out in your head of going, you know who was a good actor was the guy who was the manager at the whammy. Yeah. So it's I think it's just funny in that regard. But now, sorry, I'm I'm just really fucking curious here. about who was in Oh Brother. His name is Tim Blake Nelson. Not the same guy at all. Not just the same sure. dude. Not the same dude. No. I've never seen that movie. I've seen it one time. Because I'm the man of constant I think I saw that music video. Yeah, Yeah, and I was like, I don't want anything to ever fucking do with this ever. (laughs) My dad loved it. I fucking hate this. I think my dad had the soundtrack and everything. Like, he loved that song in particular. It was a huge hit. It was ginormous. And I hated it. And I still I also didn't fucking like hate it. I don't think it's a bad song, but it was it's just stuff I, I just don't didn't like to. it. Just don't enjoy it. You know that was like the first movie that did like digital what they call it, color timing or tining? I can't remember if it's timing mm, or tining. I don't know what you're talking Where about. Where they actually went in and digitally altered the color of the whole movie to give it like that sepia whatever tone. Yeah. That was like the first movie they did that. Weird. But, Interesting. Yep, to give it that aged look. Yeah. Yeah, a little trivia there for you. Yeah. A movie I've never seen. Tripod waddle in your way, just so you know. A tripod waddle? Oh, the oh, are you talking here. about Kit Kat or it tripod came back cat? To, it just came around me. I thought it was going your way. But so the whammy he... burger scene always played to me like it's supposed to be almost a hero thing. There's little segments in this where you're supposed to f- like. I feel like they're trying to push him as like, oh, yeah, he's right, okay. isn't he? I think it, yeah, I think I know what you mean. Like he's establishing. 
everyday problems with the world that don't really make sense. Like saying we cannot sell you this when we still clearly have a whole bunch of them under the heat lamp. I'm just not allowed to because yeah. Dems the rules. Yeah, like he freaks out, you know, originally about the whole breakfast thing. And he pulls the gun. He just he pulls, but he pulls like a machine gun out. Yeah, I don't think there's any gun in there that's not a machine gun. <laughs> well, there are some handguns, but he pulls it out and he just wants to be tough. So everyone freaks out. He has the attention of the entire place. And because he's just a goofus, it accidentally goes off. I feel like I do. I, I agree with you that I do think that it points out things like the mundane things are the are the little things that can eat at people because they just don't make sense. You can see them as injustices or whatever. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think that he's clearly incompetent. Yes, and I think it's also he he tries to be funny. No one thinks he's funny. He oh yeah, jokes never land. Uh, yeah, like he's just Hey Rick, I think she doesn't like the special sauce. <laughs> like he's just kind of a loser. Yeah. Like I feel I don't know if the intention is that you're supposed to feel for this guy. I never feel for this guy. I didn't this time. So I wanted to bring this up. I brought that up because I think when you watch this movie and don't watch it for a long time and you aren't super familiar with it, yeah, you tend to remember it as, oh, he was kind of like, yeah, going for the right things, like speaking mm-hmm. up for me. But then when you watch it again, you're like, no, this is an unhinged guy. who, like, Yeah, he's, n- <laughs> he's never someone in the entire movie that I want to be associated yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. And I had a memory of it being like, He's not yeah, that bad. He's not that bad. Yeah, he just, you know, sure he snapped, but like the he world, snapped it's over the, the right fault. stuff. Yeah, it's the world. But the world that's should not the be case better. At all. <laughs> no. And I mean there are diff- there are also just better ways of going about things, which is where the whole making poor choices. Like yeah. you can be pissed off all you want, but But how about you accept breakfast stopped at fucking eleven thirty, dude? <laughs> or you just say, Come on, like or I would you, just say whatever. okay. I'd be like, all right, stop at 1130. I guess you have to stop it at one point. If you go one minute over, then what's to say you can't do it for the next guy went at 32 and then the next person at 33? It's I get it. so dumb. It was funny because Kim was watching the movie with us and he was like, this literally just happened to me. It was only six minutes after I went, yeah, breakfast stopped at 1030, Kent. Six minutes is, that's a thing. Three minutes? Like when it's still within five minutes? Nope. To 30. It's done. Rules are rules. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he's walking around talking trying to reach these kids these people <laughs> and he definitely doesn't uh, no. and he accidentally because he's walking around trying to seem tough he has his <laughs> finger on the trigger and the gun goes off accidentally ah it was a mistake and then hey, does it go off accidentally more than once no he's walking around He's, he's like, can you get my breakfast? And then, you know, he accidentally shoots. And he's like, hey, everybody calm down. And then he tries to make some jokes. And then he's like, you know what, Rick? On second thought. It, it looks like he looks around and he sees that people like there is a realization at the end, which did happen in the um, trailer. So I'm not technically giving oh, it away. Say it anyway. Who but cares? he didn't realize that he was the bad guy. Yeah. And it seemed like there was a sliver of time that when he saw people's faces, mm-hmm. that he was just not getting through to them, that he was like, they see me as the bad guy. Yeah, so that's when he, he retracted and was like, oh, maybe I will just take 
I'll, I'll just take lunch. It was the first inclination of uncomfort and going, oh, fuck, is something amiss it, here? But it was truly, I would say, one of the first times of real self-reflection. Yeah, absolutely. Of, and I don't even know if I would say self-reflection, but just seeing himself for who he for actually is. On, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't ever seem like, I mean, he never apologized. He never did anything mm-hmm. to like try and make up for it. He just kind of went. It, it's almost like his his way of thinking is... The damage is done. Okay, on to the next thing. And it's probably how it went in his relationship, too. Mm-hmm. Yell, yell, yell. Oh, fuck. Well, that's just what happens. Everything's fine now. So, one thing. So, he goes off again. He gets his lunch. And to further on, the, you know, he's like, well, look at the burger. It's all smashed. And that's uh, even yeah. more of the, yeah, isn't he right? Like, you as the because, consumer. Because the product that you buy never looks like yeah. it does in the and, advertisement. And it's yes, always right. false advertisement. <laughs> yeah, they're right, but I'm never... Never wanted to pull out an Uzi over it. <laughs> Correct. So this whole time, while he's having Maybe these experiences, they're also, I mean, Robert Duvall and his partner, like they're getting information, you know, like I said, like they're tracking and stuff. There's there's stuff going on with them. It's not as, you know, dire or important. It's more like character building. And then just obviously there has to be a cop. But it's a cop on his last day who we do. I don't know where this lines up chronologically, but we find out that his boss hates his guts. Yeah. And there he's a worthless cop because he's not out on the street doing the beat. Well, he tells him it's because he doesn't curse. He says, (laughs) I don't like you because you don't curse. Not one fuck or a shit this entire time. I don't trust a man who doesn't curse, which is a weird thing to say. Um, But yeah, before that, so actually based on the note that I had, it wasn't quite there yet. But the next place that he decides to go, um, because I guess he's had enough, but he decides he's going to make a a decision, a a not bad decision. He's going to go and get new shoes. Oh, yeah. And like, this is a weird thing. They don't show the end of the whammy burger thing like he just he's like i assume they just let him walk away like everyone yeah, else it's so weird too, but it's a very weird weird way to end it i mean even if they called the cops he would have been gone uh, yeah for sure but it's weird that someone wasn't in the back calling the yeah. cops because the point now this movie it's literally just one destination next destination next destination well, at the same time he had <laughs> a gun go off so i think no one wanted to fuck with him either like no one was gonna try and restrain him no they're gonna let him go yeah so he he decides to go get himself some shoes i know this i know we're gonna try to get this short but isn't it hilarious that when he first accidentally shoots the gun you see an old man make a beeline for the door to leave and he's like hey hey sit go ahead take your seat and you find out that he was there with his wife and so that husband just took off like oh, he wasn't going to yeah. help his wife Oh, that's at right. All. I forgot. When he sat back down, he sat back down like at a table with clearly his wife. <laughs> so, yeah. he and then pukes later. Well, and he makes a lot of people like get back in their seats and yeah. stuff, which is why I didn't bring that up. But I forgot about that but part. But that part is so funny. Yeah, I, I didn't even... No, I think I did realize that. Oh, we talked about we it. We all the first realized night. it. Okay. So, army surplus guy. This guy is a fucking. So, yeah, he stops Ooh. at this army surplus store, and this guy. I mean, he has been on the news. They don't have a picture of what he looks like, but they have been describing this man. He's not on the news. He's listening to a police scanner. 
Oh, that's what it is. Because yeah. he's a fucking army nut. So he's like, you know, I'm, I'm paranoid. I'm always listening to radio. Oh, yeah, that's shit. right. I thought he was just listening to a radio. But yeah, I guess it was a police radio. Yeah, scanner. So he he at least hears like the description and he's aware kind of of what's going on. He at least hears about like the shit that has gone down. He knows there's a guy doing stuff in gang territory. Yes. And all of a sudden the guy matching this description is in his store and he gets excited. Like he gets oh, really excited. He gets really excited. And let's bring some parallels in here. We find out this guy is a huge homophobe, a Nazi. Just a real piece of shit. Oh, he's and he's he, very prejudiced. And so as much as he yells, you know, like, these dirty faggots, queers, and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, b- good boots for stomping The whole people. time, it looks like he wants to fuck Michael Douglas from the second he sees him. There's definitely some sort of this guy, because you find out, we do find out when he takes him, like, in the back. I mean, he is, like, full-on SS he's Hitler, like... He is in it. And I, I do want to say this whole time, I've been like, this movie has nothing to do with Christmas until I see a Santa Claus, an SS Santa Claus with, <laughs> with, there was an SS Santa Claus. Right. There was. And he had the, uh, swastika, had the swastika on his arm <sighs> and, uh, he had cool sunglasses on. Yeah. And I already told you this movie has to do with Christmas because I bought it for my mom for Christmas. Oh no! It's because of SS Santa Claus and that. My, oh, it's not perfect that I'm linking uh-huh. it. I'm linking it with my mom, and that you just linked it with the SS, and we both know that my mom loves, she loves the Holocaust. The Holocaust. <laughs> no, actually, that's the thing. I've been really getting into, not really getting into, but I've been learning a lot. It's the whole thing with not ever being into education until you're an adult and it's too late. Like I. Yeah. Like most people, I wish I would have taken my education a little more seriously. But I was it's it just beat into your brain that you just kind of get tired of it. I also wish they made it a little more interesting and put dramatic music behind it, and I'd probably pay more attention. They were showing a lot of outdated stuff to us, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I, yeah, tech, kids are lucky now with the shit that they get to watch. For sure. Lucky I imagine. And they're doomed. Um, but he, he just. He he keeps offending the clearly two homosexuals in the store who are shopping for clothes, and he tells them to leave. Oh, They're like, wild. we don't have to. And then he threatens violence, of course, because um, that's what the SS Santa Claus would do. Um, and uh, he gets the guys to leave, and he uh, locks the does he does he lock the door? Well, this is how he gets the description of Mr. Michael Douglas, the female partner cop of Robert Duvall's. She shows up because it's in the area, and she says, "Asking, have you seen a man in a white shirt and tie carrying a duffel bag?" And Michael Douglas is in a, in a changing, changing room, room behind that guy, and then that's the cue for that guy to be like, "Okay, this is him." This is when this guy's dick gets fucking rock hard. He gets really excited. And he, <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. The dressing room curtain is not even closed. And no. he closes it. He kicks the duffel bag back to him. So that's out of view. And then closes the curtain and then gets her out with some misogynistic. Hey, shouldn't they call lady cops um, offer officeresses? Ugh. Real pig shit. They make you hate this guy. They wanted you to oh, fucking hate this guy. Oh, he deserves every bit of hatred. But there's a lot of people out there who would love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and they would and also the, have they would be Santa Clauses, but they, <laughs> they'd have American flags on their arm instead. Ho! 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 Ooh. 
Well, Santa Claus. How Santa Hitler? Okay, so... So, yeah, he kicks her out. He locks the door, so it can just be the two of them. And he's all like, you know, I I know it's you. I'm going to take you back in this back room. Because for whatever reason, I think it's based on how he looks. He has, like, a militarized style to him i would say michael he has douglas a militant does. look but that's because he makes rockets like he was a he's worked for he's the, a super nerd yeah but he has like a crew cut like yeah. an army haircut well, he works for the army but he's not i mean he's a he's a scientist yeah he is but i think he's i think he gets that army look from working at the army like he's like he's official. supposed to fit in and like even when later they're investigating his house and they find his mother's house mm-hmm and they go in there, everything is regimented exactly mm-hmm. like a military person. That's true. So I think that's where it comes from. And he's been a... This, this Nazi fuck, he interprets it all as racism because it's all happening at, like... Oh, because it's in the ghetto. It's in the ghetto. He's like, remember, you know, I forgot the Korean about place that. got nailed, and then the... Uh, Whammy Burger was in... He says, the Whammy Burger, it's always got black people in it, but uh-huh. he does not say the nice word for no, black people. he doesn't. Uh, and then... The, the Mexican gang. So he's hit three different races, and mm-hmm. none of them are white or Caucasian. or No. I don't so, know what yeah. we're called anymore. That's right. He, <laughs> he sees him kind of like as a vigilante or something. Crackers. So he gets really excited. So he takes him in the back and shows him all of his fucking SS Hitler shit, and he's super excited. And oh, Boner from hell for this guy. <laughs> and William, or Mikey... D glass is defends himself. He is not into it at all. He's just like, I love that. He's just like, you have the wrong idea. Like, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm on my own. Yeah. I'm doing my own thing. I want nothing to do with this. And then the guy immediately gets super fucking offended. So, of course, (laughs) fuck you. Fuck. Who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah. He gets real. Like, he, it was almost like I opened myself to you. How dare you? I was going to suck your dick. <laughs> That's how it feels the whole time for me. He's gay for Hitler, isn't that? Isn't that? Oh, isn't it like s- springtime for Hitler? Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Oh, springtime for Hitler for the it's uh, the producers. The producers, yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Melly Brooks. Yeah, the only, I've not seen that one though. I haven't seen it either. I just know it. I've seen the Nathan Lane and oh, I Matthew seen, Broderick. I haven't version. seen any of the producers, but I like Mel Brooks, so probably would like it. I like Nathan Lane. So he, I do want to say, because I made this note, that that Nazi store owner, God, I wish I knew his name. He's the real hero of this movie. Um, He spits hate and spit. That motherfucker, when he gets mad, he is spitting loads. And and in today's coronavirus world, I was the whole time like, dude, you should be wearing a mask. Germs, (laughs) motherfucker. I, I didn't think of that, but I... I do, I mean, because it's clearly so long ago, but there was, I guess there was a chunk of time that, yeah, with the coronavirus, I did definitely get those feelings. I stopped like, getting them when it's groups of people now. That's what it first started with when we were watching things or when we just watch anything and people would like get close to each other. Uh-huh. That was, that's gone now. It's not weird anymore. Like hugging and stuff. But seeing spit fly out in huge puddles. Yeah, that makes That sense. was like, Jesus Christ. It was worth me making a note over because I thought it was horrendous. Yeah, it was horrendous. And I also thought if they remade this movie... Jim Norton would play this part perfect. <laughs> he would. Aww. He'd yell faggot, no problem. <laughs> yeah, but he'd be talking. He'd just About be himself. looking in a mirror. 
God. Jim Norton is my favorite. We haven't talked on this podcast, by the way, about how for my birthday, you got me the best I birthday gift you could have possibly gotten me. It, I nailed it. It's weird to tell someone, like, I, I would love a cameo for a gift. So I never said, I never brought it up because I thought that would be weird. But you, you got me what I truly wanted, <laughs> which was a Chip Chipperson cameo. And it was calls him? oh he Cambios. mispronounces everything he and he's so glorious. I mean you've heard Chip obviously oh, because yeah. of me, but I'm I'm so deep on Chip and I've subscribed to Sirius for a while now just for Jim yeah. and Sam. I have with Gorley and Rust, with Matt Gorley and Paul Rust. You're a Patreon member, <laughs> and you have, and I'm a Chip Chipperson Chip Patreon member. <laughs> So, yeah, that was great. I fucking nailed it. I think it's the best gift I've ever gotten you in our entire relationship. And it was a great video. Yeah, he nailed it. I suggest everyone we both give Jim Norton it. your patronage in any way form you see fit. If you, he's, he's great. I think he's super underrated. If anything, you should... Uh, I rewatched his Degenerates. It's just a 20-minute Oh, is that the one where he talks about the flat earth? I think so, yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, it's only 20 minutes, but it's Degenerate, the, the Degenerate's the second like season or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's the first episode. Give, uh, if you, I mean, I'm sure you know who Jim Norton is, but God damn it, if you if don't. you don't, get on it. He's worth a listen. And you might not think he's that great, but I, I really, I really love Jim. Yeah. <laughs> I love how honest and open he is, and I like self-deprecation, so... Back, Back to, to the movie. movie. <laughs> Which you said that he would do a great job. Whatever. So he, they get in an altercation, of course, but he, he officially kills this store owner. Yeah. And, he, this, and that part, like, uh, right before that, when he's going to handcuff him, and he's bending him over their table, oh, and he's like, and he's talking you about, like that, don't you fuck it. Yeah, he's talking about how he's going to go to jail. And get a big black dick in his ass and stuff. But saying it way worse. And yeah, it's like yeah, getting yeah. him ready. But there is, yeah, there's a weird sexual thing that comes yeah. from him like he does. It's like I, I thought felt he was too. going to try and fuck him in the butt. It looked a little rapey, for yeah, sure. Because sometimes there is that weird angle where it's like, yeah, I bet you're queer, aren't you? I bet you like this, don't you, huh? And it's like. A guy will rape a guy and be like, yeah, he was gay. It's like, what? Huh? But like, you were like really into it the whole time. But that's that's usually a person who. Well, I thought you were talking about how I was into it and thinking that no. uh, Michael Douglas was going to get no, raped but a by lot of, I th- Jim Norton. That's the thing. I don't <laughs> think people who are 100% straight, even if it's just to show dominance, you're not going to rape another man. I wouldn't think so. If you're not kind of into the idea of it. Or you're a fucking psycho. <laughs> and yeah. that, and that, th- and that he, the thrill of the dominance is so intense. I guess that so. It, it takes over Ugh. any sexual preference. It's really weird. And your sexual preference is dominance. So it's it, not even gender. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> so he straight up kills that guy. Um, and he, he calls his ex-wife again from that guy's <coughs> store from the back and he yeah. officially gets oh yeah creepy like he, he's done he th- he threatens her i mean he's off he, the edge he mentions that they're like something about in some custom in some country how it's legal to murder your wife for insulting insulting her. yeah or insulting you yeah and because she has the cops I mean, the cops are aware of kind of what's going on, but they're not there. They're not and like the cops listening. have not linked that this is the guy that's doing all this shit. No, they haven't. 
They just think it's some, this is a random lady who's just, you know, she's a little scared for no reason. You know, she's wasting her time. We'll keep an eye on it if you call us, maybe. Eh, they seemed like they were diligent enough, I guess. <clears throat> uh, not towards the end. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> when that lady cop goes out there and she's like, look, if you really want something to get done next time, vote for less patrolling. <laughs> and you're like, okay, sweet. Yeah, she's just kind of a bitch. And then, you know, you got they don't they don't know. They just don't know. That's true. That Mikey D's fucking unhinged. And that phone call is creepy because it's got creepy lighting going on. It's like blue lighting. And he's just in that room, like staring straight forward and just talking calmly. That's mm-hmm. the weirdest thing about it the whole time. He's not yelling. He's just like No, he's no Beth. Just- Calmly, like, yeah, and he scares her. And I love the line when she's like, the the cops are right here. There's a cop right here. And he goes, put him on the phone. Yeah, (laughs) and then she just hangs up. (laughs) But he is definitely creepy. But they keep with, I mean, this isn't all just straight this. Because, again, it is cutting back and forth with Robert Duvall. And we're reminded once again that this is his last day. Constantly. But once again, because they do end up having a little, a uh, little party, a little, a little, party? A little going away party. They they bum, end up bum, bum, having bum, bum, they have a bum, fucking like stripper, which yeah. would never happen at a police station. I don't know. I've never met a cop. I don't know how they roll there, especially in 1992 at a police station, though. Especially in next to Venice. Come on now. I don't know, but. Uh, they, and his wife would have been furious. Oh, yeah, because she, she did say done. something about that offhandedly. She did. You're right. I forgot about that. Yeah, and he laughed it off like that would never happen. Yeah. And it's kind of weird that it did since no one really seemed to respect him. I don't think that he was disliked, just not seen as being like a tough guy who really He's not a tough guy. It didn't seem done. like he was like the guy who... And he wasn't because it showed that his strengths were dealing with people who were unstable. Like he was, he was okay at kind of rehinging unhinged people. Yeah, you're right. Like he was more of the talker, the more of the not the negotiator, but the good guy, like the good cop he, and backup. He, he was good. Cop. Found, yeah, he was the one who could get you to trust them because he, they do, uh, um, they go to what's his face, his mom's house, as you said, defense, because they we find out that's where he's been living with his mom, mommy, and um. But he hasn't had a job in a fucking month. Yeah, we do find out that he, because they do call, because she tells them where he worked, so they call and find out that he hasn't been working there. But, fuck, it was something related to the mom's situation. Oh, uh, him, he calms her down. Robert Duvall kind of gains her trust, because he can see the same hysterics in her that's in his wife. And it's like it's childlike. It's chi- it's very childlike. So he he gets on this this kid like level, which makes it kind of seem like he was robbed of being a dad because they constantly bring up like he'll see oh, images. Oh, that's what they're doing. They're reinforcing that. That's a very good that point. he was robbed of something. Yeah. So that that probably also fucked his career because it just kind of like messed with his life in general. Oh, and then she, his wife is probably even more scared to lose him because they already lost a child, and that's all she's Which got Which is why left. she's so frantic. Get behind the desk. Why aren't you home? Blah, blah, blah. So then he's distracted, so yeah. it makes him not pay attention to his job as much, so then they put him at a desk and take him actually out of There we go. I like how we're connecting dots here. I mean, we could just be shooting in the dark, but... Hey, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> it makes sense. It's shooting at least ropes in the dark. To some extent. Um, but... I don't, it's it's not, is it Robert Duvall who actually punches the prick cop? 
Oh, at the stag party, yeah, because he's like, somebody makes some comment. He goes, "Well, of course, have you met his wife?" Oh yeah, but I would do the impression of this guy like this. Well, of course, have you met his wife, Levy? Well, there was. That's the thing, because he was challenged in some other way. I don't remember if it was his former partner or what. But someone was just kind of like, why do you deal with this or whatever? And he was like, because I love her. Oh, yeah, which like, was interesting because earlier on the phone, he like softly said, I, I love you. And like didn't yeah. want the, everyone to hear it's it. Because he knows people d- think he's already not tough. And that they probably know she's fucking batshit crazy. I think, she's probably I'm gone sure. off at every like office party. Like every Christmas party, it's like, oh, fuck, Bernice is going off again. And how many times do you think she was like calling the station when he was out, like trying to get a hold of him, like just like freaking out? And when he wasn't home right at like 530 when he's supposed to be home every day. Is he dead? Is he dead? Oh, he even tells that story that he came home and she was catatonic staring into the dark. She was convinced that he had died and he was (laughs) a ghost. ghost. And he had, yeah, it was like chasing each other around the house or whatever. (laughs) It was crazy. Which I want to see that short film. So it is, but it is weird because we see a version of his daughter that he has these like, I don't know, hallucinatory visions, I guess you could say. Oh, what was that? Because it's, it's like she's being wheeled across the hallway out of nowhere in a hospital bed, but she's like a five-year-old. She so was it's like way older than two. Older than what she would have even been. It Nothing makes sense because he doesn't have like... He doesn't really have like an emotion across his face in barely, response to these things. He's just kind of like, Ugh. and this hallucination thing happens only once. Other than that, he looked at a photograph once in his desk. His wife looked at a photograph, and and then you see the hallucination. I thought it happened twice, but I, don't, I can't really remember I missed, exactly. If there was, I missed the other I one. I don't remember, but I know it was like there's no through line here. Why are we doing this hallucination thing? It, I just, and maybe it just touched on his, him being a little mentally unstable as well, but he's... I guess. I mean, because maybe that's also part of it. Maybe it's not just his wife. Maybe maybe he that's was able little. to console her because he's not as far off as her, but he's obviously not all the way there. And he's that he does sense. say that he's only taking part of his pension instead of the whole thing because he's retiring early. What a fool. <laughs> Because his wife is like urging him to quit, but anyway, he he punches old prick cop, and uh, he lands in this giant cake. And I have mentioned this both times because I can't get over how I, I know that you want to make an effect, but the cake was clearly just whip topping. Oh yeah, I mean, it just, I mean, maybe that just it's better to work with because it it's more like smeary instead of it being like a sponge, like a cake. It's not going to respond as much as it's going to smash it, easier on camera. And like than it, a full like sponged cake, there's a lot if, more to crush than if it's just whip topping. That shit will explode. Yeah, like it'll make a bigger mess. Yeah. It'll make a bigger impact. Is kind For of sure. what I thought. That's exactly what's going on there. Uh, Especially because no one eats an all whipped topping cake. It's not even a cake at that point. It's just layers of whipped topping arranged in a rectangle so we do get and i don't really know how we get to this point except that she knows that he is coming because oh he calls one last time he calls his ex and he is like right around the corner from Not her house yet. we have to talk about the dumbass fucking rocket launcher scene oh <sighs> 
Because he takes that rocket launcher, he gets a gift from the Nazi man, and he goes and does this rocket launcher. And I only brought this up because I wanted to play this. Here we go. You dumb bitch, you cut me off! What's the matter with you? There you go. <laughs> that part was funny. It was just a weird traffic jam. But that guy also got punched in the face, which was pretty nice. Yeah, he gets punched in the face. But he was That's also a bad part. actor, because he was like, You dumb bitch! You dumb and it's a little old lady it's <laughs> an old lady that pulled out because no one was letting her into the traffic but this whole scene is stupid <sighs> very stupid unneeded they didn't need to shove it in there they just wanted another one of those everyday monotonous isn't he right kind of moments yeah, yeah. Isn't road construction a bitch and i mean and i think that this probably did inform a lot of people about the whole thing like if you don't use up the amount that they give you then they won't give you as much next time yeah uh so yeah he's just making like real life points that people are obviously going to gravitate towards and be like yeah he's right yep. but he's also a dick and he, he pulls out this like rocket launcher fucking thing and he doesn't really like he doesn't know anything about it no but not this a thing. kid on a bicycle just comes up and it, it, he just walks him through the whole thing how to use it, it but it accidentally is stupid it is but it accidentally goes off and it goes in the hole of course that they made in the road and Ugh. instead of just going straight in and blowing up which is what right it would do in front of them it travels all the way to the end yeah, perfectly it somehow does an angled turn like mm -hmm. before it hits the bottom and then it i what like a 45 degree turn and then a and straight, straight 90 degree angle and then and then there's a delay yeah huge delay and then an explosion that with affects a, the road crew. Yeah. With a road crew that's standing there, which, by the way, a man has already ran and been like, hey, we got a nutcase here. They all have radios. Nobody would be around still. They saw the fucking rocket launcher, but because they need people in the scene to make it, you know, thrilling, yeah. they wouldn't have cleared those people out. It was This was scene was unneeded. It was just added for that extra thing. And the whole kid thing was... It was an unneeded comedic break. It, uh -huh. it, it sidewind. It derails the whole film, much like it derailed this podcast. <laughs> okay, so I and like I said, he called one last time. After that, yeah, he's close to her house, to his ex's house. What's the matter with you? I prefer demons or something. Demons or something. Okay, so. <clears throat> he he lets <laughs> you are you've missed so many <laughs> but now that you figure this out all this time later you're all excited that you have a soundboard Woo! so he lets her know that he is there or she figures it out i don't know but she he like he puts i mean they both like hang up he just takes off and jets for the house. She's just like, she gathers up her daughter. She's like, we need to go. Yeah. And uh, is able to perfectly come out from the back. He goes in, runs off. It was a good little plan to go out the back door and wait for him to go in the front door to run out that side little fence. Mm -hmm. out to the front. It was a good little plan. Yeah. I think it would actually work in real life. I think so, too. If the guy was in the heat, like, he's not going to run to the back. And he's just not going to think that because he knows yeah. it's his daughter's birthday. She's going to have a birthday party. He's like, I made it, basically. Like, he's excited and running through. Because when... Uh, I mean, it hasn't happened yet, but all. It's also I'll it's also weird and uh, very dumb of him to call it all when he's that close. Should have just gone in. 
It's like he <laughs> it's like he wanted a fight. He also wanted to complain about different nationalities one more time because he gets on the phone. He's like, hey, Beth, can you believe it? There's some sort of like ethnic thing going on down here and I can only buy a pony with a Indian on top of it. Can you believe it? Like, jeez. Just got to get one more dig in at different nationalities to yes. prove he's not a, he's not a good guy. Especially considering that they're native, so <laughs> they have more right than we do. Anyway... Um, I'm not sure. So she leaves and she takes off with her daughter and she lives right by up here. Yeah. And apparently it's one of her favorite places. So she takes her daughter there. I guess they get like hot dogs or whatever. It looks like they spend a little bit of time there because he's in the house. He can't find them. And he decides to start watching an old video, which I had mentioned earlier. Home movies. Where it turned into, you know, it was his daughter's birthday. Make her sit on the horse. She clearly yeah. doesn't want it. Get it was her, a Get her off. Sit her on the fucking horse. Yeah, like, it was a, I think it was a good contrast because at first... They're playing like nice, kind of soft music, and it's showing parts of the video where they he's were being happy. like a happy family, like you got a puppy and gifting that happy birthday, the beautiful, beautiful puppy and the beautiful lab. older dog. Uh, oh yeah, and then it turns, and then and then you see in his face, oh yeah, and I don't know if it's a look of, oh yeah, she might have been right. I'm seeing that it, it looks like a, you get a tinge of that realization again, like he had in Whammy yeah. Burger, where he realized that maybe. He hasn't always had a shit together, okay. but it almost like, but at the same time, I feel like it's maybe just put there for us. Yeah. And see, then I, it just fuels him more. Well, I was going to say, do you interpret it as he's going, oh man, I, I'm seeing what I might be really for the first time, you know, not first time, but a little bit, or is he seeing, yeah, she's always been a bitch. I kind of think <laughs> that because none of it deters him. All of it just no, seems to fire no. him up more. Yeah. So I feel like it's put there for us to see who he is, but he's not seeing it from the way that we are seeing it still. Okay, that's the way I took it too, and he's playing with that blue squirt gun. Yeah, because he doesn't ever seem to... Like you said, there's never any... There's never remorse. No. He's always... Just in his own reality. Yeah, especially by this point. So I don't understand how Robert Duvall is able to put the pieces together. How does he know oh. to go to her house? It's because, remember, he... Oh, because they went to... They he already... goes back to that Korean guy's place and he notices that billboard with the girl of the boobs. And he realizes that's where he was stuck in traffic. Then he runs over and he sees the car with the license plate defense on it yes and that's when he yells back at his partner you know look up the license plate defense and then the, that was actually way earlier so and that's it, how they found the mom so that would have been how they found the mom and, and then they, they would have found the, the address ex. of that house okay and then i think they wanted to send some cops out there and then the cops were like we've already been out there yeah so they're like oh fuck this is what's going on oh because he kind of got shit uh just kind of like you know you're not a field officer anymore and it was just kind of like well it's your last day let's just do this so he went out with his old partner to actually do some field work which he hadn't done in a while so that was in interviewing his mother and then going to his ex-wife's house with his partner or former partner and uh they get there and she enters the house and you almost immediately hear gunshots 
Yeah, it's pretty quick. But she, when you see... Another example of skipping budget because they don't have to show any gunfire. Yeah. Just but, went, but what's weird is that when he finds her, she's not in the house. She's in the backyard on the ground. Well, she went to the back. She was taking the back entrance and he was going to take the front. So I think Mikey Duggs ran out the back and bam, cop. So he shoots her and then runs. She ran in the front door. No, she go, he goes, you take the back. And then he stays at the front. And then Rob Duvall runs in the front like a monkey, like we That's said the first right. time. He fucking turned into a, a straight gorilla. But, but he's doing that. And we, I realized it the second time we watched it because he had his gun taken away because it was his last day. He turned in his gun. And it makes sense because he was like trying to be lower to the ground. Yeah, but, but he, he has, 100% yeah. <laughs> was in... Uh, he it was just like be a gorilla just don't make the yeah sounds but i love the scene where he goes to get his gun and it's not there yeah like, you know that natural cop oh fuck that's not there anymore and he's just kind of rely on his wits like to go into a building Almost you know you know instincts. someone has a gun you know yeah. a shot has rung out and you don't have your protection that'd be pretty uh terrifying i just realized my headphone is broken that sucks. Do you think it has anything to do with the fact that when I don't get a drum track right, I get mad and I throw these on the ground and uh, yell fuck? I think that has something to do huh, with it. Probably. <laughs> Interesting. So he sees that his partner has been shot. Mikey Duggs is gone. Look at Paul. He's on that fucking shelf that he should not be on. That's fine. Isn't there things back there? No, it's okay. When... um. No, when Beth lived here and she would put her clothes in there, she would find cats in there and she would let them be in there. She didn't care. Yeah, but that was Beth's stuff. This is our stuff. I don't care. He's fine. <laughs> I'd let that cat get away with more than the other ones. I know. It, this, Paul was like the third child. The first kid, you're like, you got rules and stuff. Super. Second one, you kind of have rules. And by the third one, you're like, whatever. I still have rules, but he's just more curious than the other two. So he's going to test his limits always. And he's always. so cute when he does it. And he's the cutest. <laughs> okay, so uh, he... I don't know how he knows to run to go to the pier. Because Michael Douglas remembers because he remembers that his wife says that it's her favorite place okay. or whatever. Michael Douglas goes to the pier because of that. Yeah. Uh, Robert Duvall goes to the pier because uh, what's his nuts? Michael Douglas brandishes a gun and everybody runs. And they live so close to the pier oh, that, he that Robert just, Duvall okay. would see. And he would... Now they don't... And or hear. I think that maybe... You got to go with liberties here and say that uh, Michael Douglas was just so in the moment and they were all in the moment that they didn't notice. <laughs> Fucking. What's his name? What, demons or something? Robert Duvall. They didn't notice Robert Duvall uh, creeping up because he's just there all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely is. So we do cut to his wife because he, I mean, Michael Douglas is just running. As fast as he can. He is sprinting. Looking good doing it. Knowing that his ex is going to be on that pier. And, I mean, he's correct. But he's running Which up. Was a very fucking dumb place for her to go. It was so close by. But maybe because it was in public that she didn't think anything would happen. Yeah, but you can't get away. <laughs> eh. Going to public where you can go down some streets. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I mean... I don't. I'm not disagreeing oh, with you, but she I didn't know because it's a movie. But she also didn't know that he was armed, so she probably didn't think that 
in public, she'd have to fear for her life sort of thing. So I think she thought that by going out there, she might be okay with people being around and stuff. Anyway. Dumb twat. <laughs> daughter turns around, sees her dad, gets super excited. They run to each other. They embrace. Mom is not happy. Uh, they, He runs up to his ex-wife. He is so sweaty. And he just starts like kissing her. Oh, that and part was gross. so gross. That part was like PDA gross and like... You just felt and like I felt bad for the actress at the time. Everything about it was just nasty. And you know that wasn't, you know, there's at least two takes of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. he like full kind of mouths her. It almost reminds me of Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber uh-huh. when he mouths fucking what's her name. Doesn't look attractive. No, Lauren Holly. Anyway, Lauren Hill. Is that Lauren what you meant? Holly. It was his ex. Oh yeah. What the fuck ever happened to her? You never see her in anything. She aged and uh, she's not castable. That's oh, usually what happens to Hollywood. a lot of those people. <laughs> <laughs> so, God, where are we? They're on the pier. He's sweaty. Oh, he kisses her. She's like, no, I'm you not know, into he's this. Basically in control at this point. And then uh, it's weird because like he he scares everyone because he pulls out a gun because he wants some authority. Yeah. And he clearly like everyone that. runs away, which he kind of clears everyone out. It seems like he makes people leave so they can yeah. have a family moment. Yeah. And yeah. He's not out to kill anybody. That's not his family. <laughs> he just wants to be alone with his family. I fucking made it. Now leave. He's technically killed one guy and that was a Nazi. He was in the way. Saying he's 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 there now. He doesn't need to kill anybody else. I'm here. So they he sees that his daughter is kind of scared. So he kneels down to talk to her and sets the gun down because he doesn't want her to be scared. Even though of course she's scared. Mom's scared. You've already scared everyone. You have a gun, Dad. You've always been scary. This is nothing new. Mom, just, the gun's the only new thing. Mom seems to be freaked out every time you're brought up. Yeah, you always kiss her like that. It's really weird. We don't understand why. Yeah, so uh, all of a sudden, Robert Duvall has ordered popcorn and been served popcorn while this is all happening. And is standing like the Fonz on a fucking jukebox. And is standing like a super cool guy <laughs> leaning in the shade up against yeah. this little hut that's in the middle of this pier that serves treats and stuff. Which is, you know, where I she and her daughter were getting hot dogs. Hot dogs, nuts, these sorts of things. But whomever was inside of that was not afraid of that gun and was still willing to make a buck off of that popcorn. I, I took it as Robert Duvall just made his own popcorn. But he was on the outside. He would have had to have gone in. Yeah, I think he, I think he shuffled over the back. No, the person that worked there probably ran out the back door and left it open. There's no time to close that door. I gotta run. But he was standing like a weirdo and just walked up like, I'm gonna be a cool cop. <laughs> Mr. Suave. Eating my popcorn on the pier. With, with my fucking pants and my long sleeve jacket. And my weird mouth movements every once in a while. He has a lot movie. of weird mouth stuff. That one where he, after he punches that guy, no, after he yells at his wife and is like, <laughs> he gets really like it. He's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he like growls. It's very It's really odd. weird. His teeth are kind of like dark colored, so they look weird. So it is now no longer really because he's like, you know, go away. I'm talking to my kid because he doesn't know. Michael Douglas doesn't know that this is a cop who's been looking for him the whole he time. He thinks this is another guy in the fucking way, basically. He's just like, let me have this moment with my family. And then uh, his ex-wife runs up kicks the gun out of the way it's now an altercation between because he like chases after her and the kid 
And the cop's like, no, I got a gun. Because he took his partner's gun when she was on the ground yeah, shot. Because yeah, he's yeah. like, I'm going to be a real cop. I'm going to do it finally. And I mean, he doesn't even necessarily get tough. It's just that because he keeps saying, like, I don't want to do it. And Michael more talk. And Michael Douglas pretty much talks him into doing it. It seems well, he gives him no choice. He's like, well, he's let's like, do you either Russian, let's do what is it? Standoff. He's like, I kill you or you kill me. And my daughter gets life insurance, life insurance money. I, you know, I've got a gun. And he so, yeah, it was a uh, it was like an old Western draw. And it was just that blue squirt gun, that water gun the whole time. But Mikey Douglas gets shot. He falls over the pier after saying, I was going to get you or something. Yeah, I would have got you. And then he falls in the water. Suicide by cop, baby. Yeah, it happens. And uh, the movie's basically over. Yeah. That's it. The only thing we find out after this, you know, is that Robert Duvall's no longer going to retire. He's because he goes back to the house. His partner is still alive, or his former partner is still alive. Which I gotta say, I was happy to hear because I was like, "Fuck that wife, man! She sucks." That was the way that it was that it was approached. Was it was not like whatever about my career? It's my wife's gonna be. Oh, he said to that kid. He went and sat down by the kid and he asked what her name was, and her name's Adele. Put your titty back up, Adele. Yeah, and. Uh, she said, what's your name? And he said, mud. Yeah. And he said that his name is mud or it will be after his wife finds out that he's I'm still a cop. Gonna still be a cop. And then he, 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 he has a moment with a sweet little girl, which is all he ever wanted. <laughs> and, uh, everyone's free. Everyone's free. Except that, um, there are still. I mean, I would say Michael Douglas's mom is going to have a really hard time because she has some issues with mental oh, instability. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about the mom. She's going to have a hard time with that because she's huh. going to be the only person who's not going to be relieved. Oh, I was going to say where she might be relieved because she did tell that story where she's like, sometimes he looks at me and I think he just wants to kill me and I can't eat at all I can't swallow my food oh that's true so, so it's probably a semi relief that's true yeah and that's technically that's it um <clears throat> we're now technically to the part of the podcast where it's time to go over some questions oh you said it's questions time it is questions time all right well here comes some it is questions Questions, questions for you. I got questions all around you. No, it's true. We got uh-huh. questions. Got one or two, maybe uh-huh. three or four. Gonna uh-huh. go through uh-huh. the door. Uh-huh. Kick it. Uh-huh. Questions. 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 So, Sam, why did you choose this? I really don't have a good answer. You, you kind of just wanted to be, see it. I think it. it's because I've mentioned it a few times in the past couple months, I think. I feel like it's been brought up recently. And then I saw the Whammy Burger scene on YouTube. Was, I th- was it in a Watch Mojo list that I was watching? No, or was it, something you it, were was, watching? it just showed up on my thing. It's like, watch clip four out of 12 oh, okay. of this movie. Was like and I was movie like, clip. okay, yeah, I'll watch that. And then it kind of sparked some interest. And then I was having trouble coming up with a album or anything and i was like you know what let's do a movie real quick Bam. and you had you know ss santa claus it f- 
fits the theme of the week. It's uh, yeah, I got lucky. It's the week of Christ. <laughs> Had no idea it was going to be the Christmas episode until like what the day before. I suppose so. <sighs> so, what do you think? I thought when you told me about it, I think you were just like, uh, "Cool, I finally see it." I don't think you were really bummed or anything for, at all. For me, it was a little bit of a, an excitement. I'll say, like my well, so you said, your dad was a fan, so yeah. My judgment prior to watching it was that the response I've always heard has been positive. People always speak highly of this, so I I was looking forward to finally seeing it. Um, we watched it twice. That's always the case. Yes. Um, Begrudgingly, sometimes. Was this a movie that you saw because of your mother? Yes. Initially? Yes. So you've known this of this movie for a while. I think I've known this movie since it was played on like USA or TNT. Okay. Or TBS or whatever. I think my mom would watch it then. So I would see like, you know, the TV version. Okay. Of things. So I would say... When I first saw it, because that would be part of the question, like it would be not when it was on VHS, but like by the time it would be TV bound, because I was only what eight when this movie came out, so I probably saw it when I was like eleven. Yeah, I'd be, it'd probably be on TV by three years after. Probably, yeah. Um, do you know who your least favorite character is in this? Oh yeah. Sam, who's your least favorite character? My least favorite character is that horrible actress that does the Chicano. Oh, the the girl. Which we barely talked about her because she they kick her out of the car. There's not a whole lot survives, that happens. She's kind of the link to figure out for Robert Duvall. But her fucking character and the acting, it's not even based on who her character is. It's the acting and how like. It's really bad acting. What are you going to do? What you doing? It's just. That's so fucking over the top, not in a good way, not in a funny way, not in a not an interesting way. It was a rough way. It was yeah. to take you out of the movie kind of way. Second runner up is Mr. I've got slick back hair, who I think is your number one. Well, he actually <laughs> was my number one uh until I just deleted him, but because I was thinking <laughs> but no, but it was before you said the runner up. Like I was already thinking, okay, I think he's my runner up. I think he's a little easy. I feel like he is he's a character he who he's put in place to be hated. You're de- you're designed to hate him for so, reasons not that you hate other people. So I'm going to say that the the real my my real true least favorite character is Robert Duvall his wife because oh, she yeah. she has not only I mean bad things happen and I'm not trying to I mean she's a, it's a character, it's a movie so it doesn't matter, but I'm not trying to say like it's not important or painful or that you don't have the right to grieve if you've lost someone, but she has like massively affected, I would say in a negative way, her husband's life because of it. I would agree. And he seems to put most things to the side to make her comfortable and it seems and have no gratification or no. gratitude gratitude from her. And he loves her because of who she used to be, not necessarily because of who she is now, but yeah. he agreed to take care of her. But he's even willing to look like a fool to his coworkers. Like not even just that he lives a, a different life, but like he has let her pretty much like break him down yeah. and look weak and he still goes along with it for some reason she must have some fire vagina <laughs> but she's my that, least favorite and, character that's yeah, a very good least favorite character and i think that also lends to the that he's a dweeb character too like i think 
he just doesn't seem like he's a strong guy who's in charge, but he is in charge because he's is in charge of her, but it's only because she's a super weak person. So it doesn't yeah. necessarily make him look strong. And I don't think he was necessarily in charge of a lot of things. I think she was in charge because he was just there to like she freaks out and then he's able he's to bring be her control. back down. So she's still in control then. Because she still said that she was like planning his retirement and stuff. Yeah, and she designates what happens all day. But she's clearly emotionally unstable. Yeah, fucking crazy. And it's it's enough to affect him greatly. <laughs> um, and I don't think you should be punished by a marriage. No. I think that that's what seems to be happening there. Do you know who your most favorite character is, or who you think the best character in the movie is? This is hard. Because I think uh, you like that Korean guy who owned the convenience store. Sure, I love Mr. Korean guy. Uh, it's really hard to pick a favorite character on this because Robert Duvall's character is not like not he's he's not not likable. He has just a like, lot of flaws. It's just like yeah, he's a fucking dud in my eyes. He's a dud. Uh-huh. Uh, Michael Douglas is. I think I'm just gonna go with Michael Douglas because he's the best actor in the whole fucking thing. I know he's, his character's an asshole. Yeah. But acting wise, he's the best actor in the whole thing. He's, he, he never puts me out of the movie. Yeah. So I'm really, I, it's weird to pick the main guy, but okay. I'm going to go with Michael well, Douglas. That's not weird. I pick, a, I pick the main person sometimes. Sometimes that's, I mean, there's a reason why that person's carrying the movie. Solely I, based on acting. I think there are a lot of times personally. For me, where I don't think Michael Douglas did a good job in this movie. Oh, really? I think there were times when he did and where he was very effective. But there, for me, there were times when I fucking cringed huh. for him, too. I, I don't... And that's the thing. I don't know if it's the... Might just be the look of the movie that doesn't do Well, no. I, I f- it might be the direction of it. Like, maybe I don't love... Maybe for me, this is a Joel Schumacher miss. Yeah, it could be. There are Joel Schumacher misses for everyone out there. Yeah. And I mean, but this is a hit for a lot of people. For me, this is not a hit. It was not as much of a hit for me as I thought it was going to be. I remembered it better. Yeah. With that being said. Yes. My favorite character. Yes. Because he was just the best boy. It was the blonde lab. Of course. Oh, that that beautiful dog was always there and always sweet that's the thing mm-hmm. even when michael douglas came back to the house and everyone else was scared of him he was still a good boy yeah and the, the cop that was shot in out back he was good to her too he just hung out and was like i'm gonna watch this girl bleed yeah he like stayed with her which yeah. is what a good boy would do it's true i need to take back my favorite character is actually the guy who sells the snow globe to michael douglas and wraps it in a newspaper. All that he got for his daughter. And yes. then the and I then, mean, that may have been what made him actually kill the Nazi guy. Now that you bring that up, because the Nazi guy broke the gift because he went through. Yeah, he found that snow globe and he thought that that made him gay, even though the, the one who was acting more like they'd like to stick their penis oh, in someone. Yeah. Who was who also has a penis from was the that second guy. he saw Michael Douglas. His, 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 his mouth hard. His dick was watering. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> I was going to say mouth, but I wanted, you know, I yeah, wanted to make I it think better. I think water was better, but it was gross. Um, so would you recommend this today? I don't know if I would necessarily recommend it. I mean, as we've noticed, I'm going to say I personally don't think it holds up. If you like 90s schlock, then yes, I would recommend it. 
Yeah. But if you want a good movie, no. <laughs> and regarding if I would watch this again, like I said, I think I think that it makes sense that so many people liked this when it came out. There is definitely something, and I'm not just going to say time, but it's because, well, I mean, time is a big part of it. It's because Falling Down probably influenced things that I saw and like more because I saw that first. Yeah. And it was more of a modernized version, so it made more sense and appealed more to my like sensibilities because <clears throat> there is something that when something is like, when you're a certain age and something is just like, that's 80s. I don't, I don't care about that or whatever. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's just too 80s for me. I, I just kind of get that. It's your personal nostalgia. That's what you cling to. Yeah. So I, I just don't, I, I feel like time may have weakened this movie for me. Like I said, I don't think it holds up. It is super racist uh, at multiple part, parts. Um, I mean, there isn't like actual like, like racial violence necessarily. It seems like there is. There's interpretation uh, yeah, that it's like that. It's hinted. And that this was either right before or right after Rodney King happened. So it, racial tensions are very racial high. Racial tensions are very high. And it is mentioned a lot from different perspectives. Yeah. And um, I personally, I don't think it, like I said, I don't think it's a bad movie, but I, I didn't like it personally. I wasn't a fan. Uh, I don't think any of the acting was that good. Yeah. Um, for the most part, and yeah, it's just not for me. But I'm gl- I'm really glad that I finally saw it. And there yeah. were parts of it that I did enjoy, but I mostly it's just not for me. But like I said, I'm really glad that I saw it. So so uh, the last part of this is is about the last episode of the year. And you didn't really technically follow suit with anything. And I'm not, I mean, I can't. It's the last episode of the year. I didn't even realize. And Yes. And I, I I'm not going to be able to give you anything that's like New Year's based unless oh, we yeah. watch we're some just, like. We're not just going to listen to all yours saying 20 it, times. So how, what's that song called? It's Auld Lang Syne. Okay. Thank you. And uh, should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind. Should all acquaintance be forgot in days of old Lang Syne? Gotcha. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I know it because I was in choir and we we had to learn it. So I actually learned like what the words were and such. Instead of just knowing it was that song that went. Yeah. Yeah. We are going to listen to an album. I'm not giving you a movie. We are going to listen to my top album of. 2020 oh nice angle and since it is the it's gonna be rough since it's the end of the year i will go ahead and say that there are a lot of you know like the end of the year like the best of lists that come out and stuff this album is either it's in like the top two of almost everyone's list so this is a very popular album of this year this is the first time the very first time we've all we've said so many times that we would do this, but we haven't yet. So I'm the first one to do this. We are revisiting an artist. We are going to be listening to Fetch the Bolt Cutters by Fiona Apple. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I was What did you think? I was gonna give you like Taylor Swift or some shit? Oh, Lizzo. Why be great to the gotta be great? Oh, just because I'm everything is 
No, I just I, I heard twenty twenty and Fiona Apple never crossed into my mind. It's because she so rarely puts out an album, but she put out an album this year. Uh, and, I, was, I was much more worried. <laughs> and it's my favorite album of the year. It is topping a lot of lists, or at least within the top few uh, from a lot of people. This is, a, this is a big album that I'm sure no one who listens to this podcast has heard. But they're going to. So that's what's next. Sweet. Thanks so. for listening, everyone. Damn. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful holiday season. What is this? This is Robert Duvall. Again? It hurts to face reality. It hurts to be involved with Duvall. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye. Thank you. Shut up! Robbie Duvall's is singing! And they're all dream